Hey everybody, this is the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is, t- I almost said 2020, February 20th, 2016. <laughs> that was Alone in the Chaos with our intro music. I'm your host, Robert Ring. With me are Blake Corey. He's not here right now. Yeah, he's on a telephone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it sounds like it. That's okay. And Jay Totoro. Uh Everything going cool with you guys? Nah. Cool stuff? No? Not nah. cool. I'm sick. Are you really? Actually, oh, are you really? Of, that sucks. of you guys, I mean. Oh! oh. 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 Damn. Shot the clear. <laughs> uh, my, so, yes, so my birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday. Happy yesterday birthday. Thank you. Uh, uh, Blake sent me a very nice message that said, <laughs> happy birthday, fucker. Yeah, I almost said uncle it's... fucker, and then I was like, eh, I'll just drop the uncle. No, it's too much ever. But anyway, so so tonight, my wife made me these badass nachos. They, they were uh, the uncle fucker nachos? Uh, that's that's probably Jesus. what I'm going to call them from now on. <laughs> they were like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, they were like uh, buffalo chicken blue cheese nachos. Ooh, that sounds nuts. So what kind of they chips? were pretty nuts, yeah. They were insane. So I ate those, and then, uh, like... 30, 45 minutes ago, we were laying in bed with uh, our seven-year-old because she was, like, going to sleep. We were just laying with her for a few minutes, and my stomach was, like, processing the nachos. Oh, yeah, dude. So loud that you you could, like, clearly hear it from the – like, even – like, I had moved to the other side of the bed, and you could clearly hear it from, like, anywhere in the room pretty much. It was just, like, going, like <laughs> – Okay. Okay, now I'm going to throw up. Please. I just it, ate, dude. <laughs> Got him. So you know what it's like. Yeah, uh, that's actually what happens to me every time I lay down after <laughs> I eat. It sucks. It's so loud. Anyway, uh, my daughter thought it was because like I was still hungry. It was like she thought it was like my stomach growling because <laughs> oh I was still hungry. She was like, I think somebody's a little hungry. <laughs> no. No more food, you don't understand. (laughs) Please, God, don't do this to me. (laughs) So I didn't get to eat any more of my cake, but I'll probably do that. I'll probably like to grab some halfway through. Huh? What kind of cake? Oh, German chocolate cake, every time. Ooh, German chocolate's fucking nuts, dude. Yeah. Good choice. That's what I always get. I like that. Wait, German chocolate has nuts in it? Ew. Dude, there's German chocolate with nuts in it, actually, and it's really good. I had a German chocolate milkshake last weekend. It was nuts. A German chocolate milkshake. Yeah, it was so good. That sounds good. weird. I'm interested, it, I guess. It was just really good. I don't know. Lisa, wasn't that good? Oh, yeah, I can see that. Like, Okay, yeah, I can see that. sounds yeah. good. I, I agree. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, you guys want to talk about game? Classic nah. game? Well, let's talk about news <laughs> first. That, that classic game news? Nudes. Okay. Newts? Classic gaming newts? Yes. Nice. Uh, What we got? Okay, so there's a Kickstarter oh, no. coming up. Or it's it's going on right now for a game called Overload, and I'll give you guys a link if you want to take a look at it. Overload is going to be like a follow, or I, f- I feel like we use this term over and over again, but there's not really a better term that I can think of—a spiritual successor to uh, the Descent games. Wait, what the fuck? I just tr- I just copied it. <laughs> I swear, I just I'm like waiting it. for this. I just copied the... Are we ever going to get this link or what? Is this a trick? <laughs> I just copied the link and then when I pasted it, 
into Skype all it pasted LOL into Skype. Yeah, it's because you uh, updated the Your most computer got today. hacked, dude. <laughs> so, so anyway, it's funny. So I, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So okay, so this is made by like the original, like a couple of the original creators of the Descent games, Ooh. and it's basically like Descent with like modern graphics. It's not called Descent, of course, it's called Overload, but uh, it's basically Descent. Right now, they're looking for I think it was three hundred thousand. Is that what it says? Yeah, three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah they made just about a hundred thousand with nineteen days to go. So I guess they're kind of on track to like. Just on track to make it, maybe? I don't know, depending. We'll see how it goes. Isn't the first guys... chunk of it usually when they make the most money? Yeah, see, that's 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 what has me questioning it. Because, yeah, usually right off the bat. But then again, I, I think sometimes, like, right at the very end, you also get a Yeah, sometimes, off. yeah. Uh, do you guys, did, did either of y'all ever play Descent? Any of the Descent? I did not. No. Nope. I, I played them, um, or I played the first one. And it was alright. So, like, if you're not familiar with Descent, it's, uh, those were, they were first-person shooter games, except the difference between those and other first-person shooters was you were, like, in a spaceship, but it wasn't, like, a space flight game. It was, like, uh, WASD controls. Like, everything was playing just like a first-person shooter, except you, you could move around in full 3D. So you could, like, go up, down, you know, like, all that kind of stuff, besides just forward, back, and side to side. And, uh, I remember being pretty cool at the time. It was like kind of a, it was like the first game to do anything like this. It was kind of a big deal when it came out. Uh, and I liked it. It was a pretty good game, but I never like, I kind of got fed up with it because I always would get lost in the levels. I don't know if it was just me or if the levels were actually like different. It was probably mostly just me because I'm terrible with directions in any kind of thing. Like in real life and video games, it doesn't matter. I don't, I'm not good with directions. So I would always get lost in the levels. So I kind of gave up on Descent pretty early on. But that's what Descent is if you're not familiar with it. So check, check out the Overload Kickstarter. I wonder what the, uh, let's see, to get, to get the game, you have to back at, uh, $25 level. So uh, see, I feel like that's kind of, this is kind of the thing we complain about a lot. I don't know if it says anywhere how much the game's going to cost when it comes out, but I, I mean. Yeah, I can't see that being a full price title, obviously. I can't see it either. I would see it being 25-ish, probably, so. Yeah, 2025. I think it's like, yeah. That still kind of bugs me, but. Anyway. Okay, that's that. For sale. that. So, I was asking, I was in, um, Mumble with a lot of people, seems <laughs> like, you know, 15, 20 people, and we were kind of talking about Kickstarters, and I was just kind of generally seeing how people felt about them. And it's really funny because everybody pretty much said generally what we said last time, where it was like when Kickstarter first started, it was great. Like, you know, we all had kind of faith in it. We were really excited about each project. And like over time, each one that has been worse than the last one has kind of jaded everybody. And, and most people I know who, who used to support a lot of Kickstarters aren't even interested anymore. Like they don't even consider it just because they've gotten burned once or twice. Yeah, I'd say I kind of would – I'd say that describes my experience as well. Yeah. I know we've talked about it, but like specifically, like I don't feel as interested in Kickstarters in general nowadays. I will go check them out sometimes, but like it's kind of like everybody else. Like I, I don't really get excited about very many of them yeah. now, which is yeah, uh, which is kind of sad. Which sucks. I mean, yeah. I'm actually kind of curious of like the the big titles, like the ones that require a good amount of funding. I wonder how many of them um, get funded. Of like percentage wise, and of the ones that get funded, get completed. 
within a reasonable amount of time. You just you're wondering like what the actual like delivery yeah. rate yep. is, pretty much. It'd be kind of interesting to see because if it's like a lot higher than than we think, maybe we're just picking bad developers and we're getting burned. Like you know, it's a little bit different. Whereas like maybe it, it is overall like we're right. Like there's a, a less than fifty percent chance that if you donate to a game and it succeeds, it won't come out. I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't say it's less than fifty percent. Okay. I I think it's. I think like it's a lot higher than that probably. I think. Okay. What I think the problem is two things. Uh, well, probably three. There's probably three things that I think all kind of contribute to this. The first is the games that just, like, for whatever reason, never end up coming out. Uh, sure. And those get, like, a lot of coverage and a lot of attention and kind of steal the sure. spotlight from ones that do come out, just because there's not any news, really, if it does come out. Plenty of really great games have come out from Kickstarter. I don't think it's... I, I think it's, a, you know, a small percentage... Maybe five to ten percent, I really? would guess, okay. that don't. But then you also have the ones that are delayed anywhere from a few months, which isn't really bad and is probably pretty sure. much expected most of the time, to like a year or more where that starts to get kind of bad. And then there are the ones where it's like they come out, but then they don't, they're like kind of a weak version of what they promised mm-hmm. they were going to be. And I think all those yeah. things are kind of what sour people. I don't think it's that. A very low percentage of them actually come out. I think most of them do come out, but then there are just other problems that all kind of make the scene seem like uh, it's like it's like a lot of things combined to make us kind of sick of that it. That is actually something I'd even consider too is like like getting the product and just hating it, or it just being not what's brought or a lot of issues, or you know whatever it might be. I didn't even think about that. That's like another factor that could go into it. Yeah, but I mean still. Plenty of awesome games have come from Kickstarter. It's true. It's very so, true. like, I would like, not... Um, uh, there was... Uh, and, and don't forget... <laughs> what are you trying to say? Uh, I can't actually... I personally can't think of any. What are some that you would put in that well, Darkest good Dungeon. games category? Re- Alright, Darkest Dungeon was Kickstarter. I forgot that, that went through a Kickstarter phase. Was FT? Oh, yeah! Because then the update was a free update. Uh, Dropsy the Clown. Was that Kickstarter? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I haven't played it. It looked interesting at least. Then there's Thimbleweed Park that hasn't come out yet, but that it hasn't come out yet. Oh yeah. yeah. But that's but that's looking pretty I mean, positive now, isn't it? That's that's definitely yeah. looking positive and and, okay. and all that. That's what I thought. Uh, those are the big ones that that I can okay. think of right off the top of my head. Um. So, so since we're talking about shitty Kickstarters, I guess the next thing we need to talk about is uh, is the new Unsung Story news. When oh, you guys want to take this, Blake, you want wait? Was there more m- news? Yes. Or? No, we didn't talk. No, well, it was what we talked about last. That was in between the last two episodes, or in between the last episode and this. Oh, episode. I, I can't even remember remember the specifics right now. It breaks my heart too damn much. I don't really either. <laughs> Damn, are, well, oh, oh no, that's oh okay, so. Uh, the company that's making the game has basically uh-huh. said it's on hold now. They oh, have okay. to go make. Didn't they have to do some layoffs as well? I don't know about that. Maybe, they have to focus they have on bigger go... projects, right? Well, yeah, they have to go make some other games now to make money to stay in business, so that they can later come back and make Unsung Story uh-huh. <laughs> or finish Unsung Story. This kind of uh, yeah, I think there were. I don't know if there were a lot of layoffs, but 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 uh, a lot of the team left. I don't know if it. I don't remember uh, what the reason was. That was it. 
So the game's never coming out, is what you're saying? Basically. Basically, yeah. What? What? I want to. I want another year. Obviously... They'll probably release a sorry we can't invest. Yeah. Any time into this ever or something. Either that, or they just flat go out of business and like don't have to answer for themselves. I guess. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, that's so sad. What do you think? So, like, obviously this sucks. What do you guys? You guys have any? Thoughts on it more specific than this is shitty? Like, what do y'all think about this? Fuck those guys. And I... Yeah, I mean... I mean, I always was very cautious about uh, about Kickstarter games in the past, and this one is one of the few that kind of made me turn my head and go, hey, wait, what? And now I'm probably never going to let myself do that ever again. <laughs> yep, you had your virginity stripped away from you. That's really Yeah. It just it's, took it from it's pretty shitty that they like got all the money for the game, but then they're like, right. "You don't have enough money to stay in business." Like, so Isn't we got to make. So you have, so you have enough money to Not make to these other games. Wasn't their original goal something like three or four hundred thousand? And they didn't they? Oh, that's a good question. Six hundred thousand or yeah, something. Yeah, they got six hundred k. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. You guys talk about something like, interesting. This is like we were just talking about. Like this completely re- ruins the, the legitimacy of this because it's like now. I mean, like Blake just said it. He's pretty much like fuck this. Like this is ridiculous. Like it makes no sense. They 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 should have probably been a little bit more transparent going into this because isn't the idea of the Kickstarter to give them enough money to make the game? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like this is the same thing that goes back to like especially Broken Age is probably the most well-known example of this, the Double Fine game, where they overshot their requested amount by, like, millions. I don't even remember what the original cost was for Broken Age that they put up on Kickstarter, but they got something like $3 million, and then they couldn't even get both (laughs) chapters of the game out on time, let alone have it be a good finished quality product. Uh, and now here again, we have an example of a company that says we need X amount of money. They get more than they say that they need to make the project happen. Okay, I've got it pulled up. They actually didn't get a whole lot more. They uh, their goal was six hundred thousand, and they got six hundred and sixty thousand. Oh, that was weird. Hello. Yeah, that was. Oh, was that you on your end? I think so. Oh no! I think it was Skype. Skype. The update to Skype was just too good okay. for itself. Okay. Okay. I think that's what it was actually, because I didn't lose my internet connection, but my Skype wasn't connecting. All right. Test. Uh, okay. Test. <laughs> Test. I think. I think. It, yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. Your test is. Test. Loud. Holy <laughs> fuck! You're loud. I'm keeping that in the recording. All right, all right, we're good. Okay, you guys ready? Fucking up? Yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. I have no emotions at all now. (laughs) I don't know if it was my computer or Skype, but everything's working now, so that's... Maybe Blake should do another test. Test! (laughs) All right, good, we're just working. Did you hear that, Jake? Could you hear it? Could you hear Blake? No, not at all. (laughs) Test! Nope. So anyway, so we were were, uh, mulling over... Uh, Kickstarters and Unsung Story. We were talking about how much they made compared to how much they 
uh, were aiming for. And they, I, I looked it up. They didn't actually make a whole, they made about 10% more than they were asking. Their goal was 600,000 and they made 660. Okay, that's what it was. But oh, I mean, okay. so, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Like, oh, no, yeah, absolutely. They still made their goal and then some. And the thing, like, what they're saying with that is that this is the amount of money that we need to make this game. And if we get that money, then we're going to make this game. And then when someone says that and then they get even more money, it sounds completely terrible. Yeah. When they can't finish the product. Yep. So now they have less staff, less money, and they're going to devote their time to making some other game. So who knows? Like, it might be a year before they can even, like, start working on the game again. Like, if they ever who do. knows? Who knows? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if they, they do. do. I'm going to see if there's any more updates since the last one. Uh, no. So this was February 6th when they announced this update. Um, should I read it? Do you want, do you think? Nah, let's go. Uh, just give a break. I mean, we, we did, I'm pretty damn sure we talked about this last time. Um, okay, I'll just, I'll just read a couple parts. Uh, after we posted our last development progress, we unfortunately lost a few key staff m- members that were part of development. Blah, blah, blah. We now have one internal team cap- capable of working on a single project. And for the financial strength of the company, we need to focus on a few products in the near term that have the ability to get to a retail release before Unsung Story is able to. My God, dude, that's so bad. Like, yeah, especially so since bad. they're already almost a year late. Yep. That means they haven't even fucking started. They're like, well, what's the price that called mean- again? <laughs> that means they're, like, they're hey, still remember very- Unsung Story? Remember what? Yeah, so, oh, oh, the thing shit, gives us money. That, right. Yeah, so there's that. It's uh, it's funny that this came up just in the last episode when we were when we were wondering about this. We were all like, yeah, we hadn't heard any updates. I wonder what's going on with that. When I <laughs> when I was googling it just a second ago to uh to to find out like what their what their goal was and how much they made. Uh, I, t- I typed in Unsung Story Kickstarter in Google. I swear, I swear to you, it auto-filled Unsung Story Kickstarter disaster. Yep, not surprised. <laughs> Even a little bit. So, anyway, anything else to say about that, or we want to move on? Oh, really, yeah, let's just, I think that covers it. We, we talk about, we, we bitch about Kickstarter plenty. Let's, let's move on. Uh, any other news, or are we ready to talk about games? You couldn't tell, but I just slapped myself in the head for emphasis. Oh, fucking shit. I can hear you. Hello? Cast! I love Skype. Jesus, dude. Yeah, this, yeah it definitely hey. is Skype. Because it definitely yeah, is it's Skype. Skype. The, yeah. My friend just messaged me. That's there a couple minutes ago. That's why, that's why I said that. I was talking to somebody. I was like, hey, is your Skype fucking up? They're like, yeah, I can't make any calls right now. Great. Let me see if this is... I don't know if this is still recording or not. Or if I need to start it. Okay. Let's give, you want to give this another shot? It's been working for a solid two minutes straight so far, so maybe we're good. Wow, two whole minutes. <sighs> All right. Let me see... Hold on. Real quick, let me check and see... Let me make sure this is still recording. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay, yeah. Okay, I heard Blake going, wow, two whole minutes. All right. 
Okay, so we're back. Because Skype is so cool. Bing, bing, round three. Round three. Is it time to talk about games? Yes. Video sure. games? Yeah. Video games. Board games. I was playing a board game tonight. So called, was I. What'd you play? Uh, the Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Nope. No idea. Have y'all ever heard of that? It's pretty good. No. Build, you build castles and you get points for the way the rooms are organized and like you get like bonuses for certain things like that that varies per game. It's pretty good. And you try to build the best castle for King Ludwig. I like I, I played with <laughs> I played for, so I actually I got uh my I got this for my birthday and we were playing it this morning. Me and uh my wife and our seven year old and I came in last place. <laughs> I think I'm gonna, we, started, we started another one tonight, and I think we're going to win this time, though. Every time you stop so, talking for a second, I just assume that the fucking call died. It's, <laughs> really it's, it's safe as something. Stop! All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Blake, what game did you play? I played Sonic 3, and I actually booted it back up while these breaks kept happening, these forced <laughs> breaks. And so I finally got around to doing the Sonic 3 thing. I haven't beaten it yet. I think I'm at the last zone or the second to last zone. Last zone in that one is Death Egg, right? Oof. I just remember, the la- if I'm thinking the right one, the last boss is Gold Sonic, isn't it? Or is that two? No, um, I'm playing as Sonic right now. You don't fight Gold Sonic. You, do you mean Metal Sonic? Metal Sonic. Maybe I'm thinking of Metal Sonic. Is that two? Um, You fight him in two. You might fight him again in three, though. Anyway, I'm in... um. Sky City right now or something, and Knuckles okay, yeah. is a dick and just punched the tower down. Uh, and that's really close to the end. It's like the last zone or the second to last zone, and then Death Egg with the real final zone, I guess. If, I'm, if my memory serves. And uh, it's... It's an it's definitely an improvement from 1 and 2. Uh, I think 2 kind of got the formula set. And then 3, they sort of take it in this direction of like, this weird, like, let's make Sonic cool sort of thing. Oh, no. Like, there's this... It's not too much. It's just that there's one part that's so far has stuck out as really, really dumb. And it just doesn't make much sense. And it's this snowboarding section. And you basically don't do anything. It's just you start a stage, you land on a snowboard, and then Sonic rides down a hill really fast on Ooh, the snowboard. No, thankfully. <laughs> Otherwise, I may have thrown up on my computer. <laughs> uh, just trying to think. Like, I guess. All right, this is the game. I think this is the one where I like the mini games. The I don't know. It's diff- It's difficult between this and two. I think I liked getting the mini games better in two, because it's make it to a checkpoint with fifty coins and then jump in the ring. That so appears. it's not guaranteed. Yeah, in uh, in two you need the coins. In three, it's not guaranteed because you have to find these secret areas, which oh. sometimes just don't even make sense. So like you, it, you'll have to walk through an invisible wall, and then there's a giant <laughs> ring in there that you jump into, which takes you into this weird, um, like isometric sort of style where you're running around on a check, a checker pattern grid. And you have to touch all of the blue orbs there to get the emerald. So it's weird. It's not terrible or anything, but uh, the view can be a little disorienting or a lot disorienting, especially once it starts moving faster. 
and then just finding the secret areas. I it took me like half the game to find my last three secret areas because I found four in the first uh, the first two stages, and then it took me like I found one a stage for a little bit until I got to the casino zone. Shoutouts to one of the most frustrating zones <laughs> in a Sonic game of all time. I got so super sidetracked in Casino Zone. I beat one of the stages in Casino Zone with uh, 10 seconds left on the timer. Jesus. It wow. took me it. 9 minutes and 49 seconds to find the <laughs> end of the stage. <laughs> oh, and that's probably going to continue being my biggest gripe with the Sonic games. It doesn't stop giving you maps where you just don't really know if you're moving forward sometimes. Uh, the worst ones about that are, I think it's still called Marble Zone in this one, where you're rolling down a big grassy hill a ton of the time. I I did not keep up with the names at all. I had them when I played it a while back, but then I stopped, and now here I am trying to beat it, and I can't remember any of the fucking world names. That's really annoying. Uh, basically, you're rolling down this hill a lot. And it's just, all of these hills look the same. This one's got coins on it, this one's got coins on it. Or rings, excuse me. And it's just impossible to tell. Then you have to jump off, and you're like, well, okay, this area looks the exact same as before. What am I supposed to do here? Uh, another fun mechanic that didn't make any sense at first in the marble zone was when I jumped on a spinning top, which you can then run on and cause it to float through the air. I don't know why this top has anti-gravity technology. Don't ask me. Shh. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And what else? Uh, so at one of these spots, like before you find this one specific spot, there's another couple spots where you can jump on this top and you're supposed to just use it to float around and walk to where you want to get to. But in this one spot, what you're supposed to do is jump on it and then not move at all because the top auto fires off. And it breaks through a wall that you can't otherwise break through. Obviously. But the first time that I landed on the top, I tried walking off to the left side. And it wasn't, I wasn't supposed to do that. So I got lost for a minute just wandering around like, well, there's no exits. How do I break through this wall? I can tell there's an area down there. Maybe I get, maybe I get up to here from down there and I'm not supposed to go down there right now. And then I jumped on the top again and I just didn't move. And all of a sudden it decided, oh, yeah, let's just go ahead and plow through that floor for you. Great. Thanks for that, Sonic 3. <laughs> I guess the other big mechanic, gameplay-wise, that was added is that the game gives you shields this time around. This is the introduction of the shield idea to the Sonic games. And this one has three different types of shields. Uh, I should elaborate. This is where it gets the elemental shields, because there were shields in the previous Sonic games, but they didn't do anything except for spare you from getting hit. In this game, there's elemental oh, yeah. shields. Uh, you get the shock shield, which gives you a small double jump, and it also attracts rings to you. Ooh. Pretty cool effect. Yeah. Not the rings that get knocked out of you, though. Only the ones that are floating around. Oh, yeah, that'd be OP. Yeah, yeah that'd be super OP. <laughs> well, sort of, because, I mean, you get hit, and then the shield is gone. So. Okay. Uh, but then there is the fire shield, which lets you turn into a fireball, which was always a really cool technique to me. Uh, you jump in the air and then you press jump again and you charge forward as a giant fireball and charge through your enemies. Pretty sweet attack. Uh, this one also protects you from fire attacks from enemies. Not useful all the time, but pretty cool occasionally. 
And the last shield is the water shield, or the bubble shield. And that one lets you breathe underwater. I called it. Yeah. Very, very useful to have that one. Uh, The game is still obviously designed around not needing to have it, but it's nice to have that big security blanket there so that you're not just under the pressure of, oh my god, I've got to go, I've got to go. And the shield, the water shield also lets you bounce. Uh, you can jump in the air, and then if you press jump again, you'll slam back down into the ground and then bounce back up a little bit. Underwater? Not super water? useful. No, anywhere, actually. Okay. It's not super useful, but at least it's there, I guess. Uh, what else? I mean, overall, it's still a Sonic game. It still has the same weird issues of, like, all right, I want to go really fast through this area so I can get past these enemies and get past this obstacle before it smashes down on me or something. And then you're rushing forward, and all of a sudden you land on spikes that you couldn't even know were there until you ran into them. Unless you, like, get past the obstacle and then just stop your movement entirely. It's yeah. a bit silly. It's happened to me a decent amount in this game still. I, It hasn't happened as much, but there have been a few spots where, like, it happens to me consistently. Like, I'll be rushing forward get past this crazy section and then i charged into a water pit like two or three times <laughs> in a row and i'm just like please please stop doing this mm-hmm. uh supersonic is in the game he's about as useful What's... as ever i don't he's remember Super great Sonic. he makes you invincible he slowly drains your coins to activate them you get 50 coins you have all the chaos emeralds and then you jump and then you press jump again you do a double jump and you turn into supersonic, and then you run at super speeds, your coins drain, you can pick up more coins to keep it going, and you kill everything as soon as you touch it, except for bosses, of course. Is it the yellow Sonic? Uh, yeah. How do you not remember supersonic? I don't remember a whole lot. I mean, it's been forever since I played the Sonic games. I don't remember much about them in general, just besides, like... Sonic bouncing around on top of bad guys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> I'm looking I, at a I, picture I... of him, and his uh, his hair flares in the opposite direction than it does when he's blue. It doesn't go back and down; it goes back and up. Oh, okay. I thought you meant it was going forward instead of backward. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you might be looking at some fan art or something i did just find some fan art with supersonic with huge boobs i don't no one needs that there you go (laughs) i'm not gonna click that i'm not it's it's on deviant art big surprise where else would it be (laughs) so you'll notice that i just linked something right there speaking of supersonic i don't know if you can do this without supersonic but I managed to glitch the game while I was playing it in the Ice Cavern area, which was a difficult area, but it was actually difficult in a mostly fun way until this thing happened to me. And yeah, if what's you go going to on here? listeners, you can find this little problem I'm talking about here. Sonic falls into... I Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, do you like that? Yeah. Jesus. So at this point, I was supersonic, and I'm going through the stage really fast. And I jumped off of this one spot, and then the screen scrolled up really fast, and then I fell down. I didn't make this jump. And when I fell down, I landed, I was like inside of the wall partially, and that forced me to land next to some spikes. (laughs) 
at the bottom of this pit. So at this point from in that picture, I am stuck in that wall and I have to wait for supersonic to drain my remaining rings out. Uh, before I landed in that pit, I was at 81 rings. I had to wait like two minutes for it to finish. What happened when he drained all your rings out? How did that get you out of the wall? Then I had to jump around a little bit and the spikes finally killed me. Oh, okay. Golly. That sucks. Jay, did you see this picture that I, that I pasted into the no, chat? No, I can't see anything on that. This guy was just fucking crashing over and over. You can't see our, you can't see our chat? No, I can't see anything. I can see right. like our video call, but I think it's going to crash here in just a second. Okay, tell me when you can see it again, because I found an awesome picture of Supersonic with big boobs. Oh my god, Blake the Hedgehog. <laughs> we can't let this happen again. Let's move on. Blake, keep going. Um, I, I, I guess that's about it for Sonic 3. I've said a lot of the same things about the previous Sonic games. This one, while better, still has some of the aim, same issues. I... I think it was a pretty enjoyable game up until okay. I got to uh, the Marble Zone, and then everything just sort of fell apart. Uh, between stages that were boring, that were just basically me going, uh, getting flung around all over the map, and me having no idea if I was actually making progress moving forward, or if I was just doing random stuff and backtracking constantly. Fun. Oh, yeah. so there's a lot of backtracking? No, it just it the stages feel aimless. The same problem that a lot of Sonic games have. Okay. Where it's just like you'll enter this tube and the tube will fling you around, you'll be jumping all over the place, you'll be bouncing up and down and left and right, and then all of a sudden you just stop moving and you're like, and did the guy did I go in the right direction? If I go left from here, am I going in the right direction? Am I supposed to go to the right? And it's never consistent. It's never, yes, you're supposed to go left here. Yes, you're supposed to go right. Or yes, you can go left. This is an alternate path than if you go right. Sometimes it's an alternate path. Sometimes that'll be backtracking. Sometimes it's the way that you're supposed to go. Yeah, I hate that. I, I, I hate any... Ooh. I hate that. Yep, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's the worst part of the Sonic game. I hate it to me. I mean, a whole, ooh, look, it's Sonic, he goes fast, and then you don't actually go fast a lot of the time. But more than anything, I hate the stage design of just feeling lost. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do too. All right, well, uh, I guess I'll go second. I'm usually, I don't think I usually go in the, se I don't think I usually go second, so we'll make it a Rob sandwich this time. Is that, is that good with oh, you guys? Oh, shoot. I played... Mario Tennis for Game Boy Color. Interesting. And yeah, so it came out in 2001, and I'd heard a lot of really good things about this. Like, when I was trying to find <clears throat> a while back, like, a, a, a few Game Boy or Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance games or whatever to play, because we hadn't covered a whole lot of handheld stuff. I was looking up lists like best Game Boy Color games, guess best Game Boy games, and that kind of stuff. And I found Mario Tennis popping up quite a bit, surprisingly. I was like, and it was all everything that I read talked about how it's got like RPG elements, and it's really fun to like level up your your tennis player and all this kind of stuff. I was like, all right, well, I mean, not really into tennis games, but it, but it sounds like everybody's saying that this game is so badass. I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. So. Picked up Mario Tennis, played it a little bit, and so it is. Uh, it's basically a tennis RPG. You you don't play as Mario. You play I forget your your character's name, 
but you play as a character who's at like who's starting at like a some sort of like tennis academy. It's like a tennis college almost. There's like all these different buildings on the there's like a, it's like a whole campus of tennis stuff. Uh and it like starts you it starts you off like introducing you to this to like the school and like what like where like showing you around where everything is and you get to like meet your roommate and uh so when you're you don't just like you don't just play tennis matches you like like part of the game was walking around and going to like talk to people in the cafeteria and things like that and uh like then going to certain tennis courts where you can practice specific skills and then eventually and then you know obviously you do play matches actual tennis matches as well and you try to like beat ranked people so you can move up in the rankings and then like kind of uh graduate to to better parts of the of the of the tennis academy or whatever it is that you're at uh and so whenever you so so as you're doing as you're doing this and, and winning matches and stuff you you level up your stats so you can level up like how good your serving is like how fast you are how good your accuracy is and that kind of stuff uh and as i said you can go practice specific skills so and so you can kind of choose like as you're improving your character you can choose what like you want him to be to be good at so you can kind of focus on i want him to be really good at these specific things and kind of play it whatever style you want uh when when i got the game i wasn't actually sure i had i heard so much about it about it like the focus on like you know choosing what you want your guy to be good at i wasn't even 100 percent sure if you actually controlled him in the tennis matches or anything like that but you do you actually do play the tennis matches when you play tennis the actual tennis matches themselves are pretty vanilla it's there's like nothing there's not like mushrooms popping up that you got to get and like you know like mario stuff like that it's like you're just playing a match of tennis and then if you've leveled up to be an awesome server or whatever then you then you've got six serves uh that kind of stuff the problem that i came across is the matches are are they're long as hell like, I swear a match of tennis in this game, I swear I had a few take, like, up to 30 minutes. Like, they were all between 20 to 30 minutes long for one match. And you can't, like, stop and save in the middle of a match. I mean, not that you would expect it to. But it makes it really tough to, like, carve out a good time to play the game where you have to have like 30 minutes undisturbed, especially for like a Game Boy game where you're, you know, you know, presumably going to be playing it like on the go and that kind of stuff. I don't feel like it's a good, that's a good format for a Game Boy game to have matches that are so damn long. But like more importantly, I'd say it made the game kind of boring because like you're playing this match and you're, you know, it's tennis. You're doing the same thing over and over again. You're serving you're hitting the ball back and forth a few times, and then you serve again. You're hitting the ball back and forth a few times. You know, tennis games, I guess, themselves are not – It's kind of. I'd say it's really hard to make a good tennis game. And the actual tennis in this game, like I said, it's, pr- it's pretty basic, pretty straightforward. There's nothing especially interesting about it. I mean, you can control uh, – you know, you can choose if you want to hit the ball, try to hit the ball to the left or the right. You don't just hit it. Uh, which I didn't realize at first. You can actually can you can actually like aim to hit it on the left side of the court or the right side of the court, and that's really I'd say where most of the skill comes in. But even that's like 
you know, that's, that's not obviously very complex. So th- that was kind of my problem with it. The game was, I'd say this is a good, this is a really, really good tennis game. If you want to play a tennis game. But that's not really what I was wanting. I wasn't really want, I wasn't like, oh, I want an awesome tennis game. Give me the best one. I, I wanted a good game. And I had heard a lot about, about this one. I was approaching it more in the sense of, okay, I want an awesome game. Supposedly, this is an awesome game that just happens to be about tennis. But I, I, I don't think that that's the case, really. I think it's, if you want a tennis game, you definitely can't go wrong with this one. It's probably one of the better tennis games out there, even, I'd say. But it's still just a tennis game. So I was going to ask you, so in, in terms of, of difficulty with limited mechanics, is it actually challenging whatsoever to you? Or was it <laughs> you sound, yeah, Skype. You What's sound it like, like to be on a 1980s rotary telephone? Uh, you sound like you're talking even. to us from the moon. <laughs> like, Give me a, this is one small step for man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry, what was, I, I, I couldn't even pay attention to Is it better? I'm like so sick and tired of fucking Skype right now, I'm gonna read. It's getting a little bit better, it's getting a little better. What was your question? I'm sorry, I couldn't even pay attention. I said, based on the limited mechanics, how difficult was the game? Did you, were you actually challenged? Did you actually get stuck, or? Um, I didn't, so like, I played a few matches before I was kind of like, okay, this is all this, this is all this is, I'm not really too interested. The first match I lost, because that was when I didn't realize that you could like aim for different parts of the court, so I was just running up to the ball and hitting B to hit it back, you know? And every time I would hit it straight to the other guy, and he would hit it back, like, one round of back and forths would go on for like 20 hits. Until, like, I finally screwed up. Yeah, see, that's, that's, that became kind of boring. And so it would go back and forth forever, and I was just hitting it basically straight to him, and he would almost never miss it since I was hitting it straight to him. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I would screw up on my timing trying to hit it back. So I lost that match. And then I realized that you can, uh, that you can hit it back. Yeah, you you can choose where you're going to hit it. So I won my next one. And then the next one I played for like 20 minutes and I still wasn't done with the match and I was just kind of like, fuck this. I'm done. So it's, it's, I'd say it's moderately challenging. It was, once I figured out how to play it, it wasn't, it, it didn't make it like super easy or anything. It made it like much more manageable. Uh, but it was, I'd say it was still a fair challenge. And this is at the, like the easiest level guys as well that I was playing at first too. So I'm sure it gets a lot harder. Sure, no, I got you. There's Mario Tennis for you. So oh, when God, I thought gonna... I DC'd again. Rage. <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna do go into the real Wayback Machine and pick up a Virtual Boy and play the original OG oh, Mario Tennis? Oh man, the realest Mario Tennis. You know what? I hadn't even I hadn't even like considered that. Until you just said it right now. Oh, God. Because I was thinking about getting, like, maybe a... Recently, I was like, oh, maybe I want to get a Sega CD. And then, like, I even went so far as to buy the Sherlock Holmes game off of eBay. That was on Sega (laughs) CD. I found it for, like, $6. And then, like, I'm still kind of on the fence. like, oh, like, this is going to be cool, but is it going to be cool for, like, five minutes or what? So... But I hadn't even thought about 
getting a finding a virtual boy. Oh man, I, I, it'll probably happen one day. I don't know when. But now you've got now you've piqued my interest. I, I'm actually shocked. Good luck with this endeavor. How many games I've are there even on Virtual Boy? I believe thirteen. <laughs> are you serious? It's I'm serious. It's some very small library like that. It might be twelve even. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it before you. <laughs> <laughs> There's I found the list. Let's see one two three four. There are 14. 14 made it to North America. 22 <laughs> yeah. total. Yep. Teleroboxer. What the hell is that? It's a uh, boxing robots, it looks like. The fuck? <laughs> Seems sensible, yeah. Nestor's Funky Bowling. Oh, I, feel, I think I remember seeing this game. Yeah, that one was... I remember seeing it in the Nintendo Power issue where they were talking about the Virtual Boy. Because there was probably only one issue where they did that, because... Because... Uh, I'm sorry, what was that last part? Because Virtual Boy... How was that, that a, uh, a convention that they used to have here in Birmingham a few years ago? And there was this one guy who had, like, a booth there, and he was selling, like, old games and stuff. This is actually probably, like, four or five years ago. So it was it was before I got really seriously into, you know, old classic games. And I ended up buying a Nintendo from him and a, and a few Nintendo games. But he also had a Virtual Boy there, and now I wish I had bought it from him. Regrets, Robert. You have some. Regrets. Seriously, dude. That's awesome. All right. Well, that's that's it for that's it for Mario uh, Mario Tennis. Any any question? Any other questions about about that that old game? Oh uh, yeah, I, which I was this game released? Oh uh, yeah, already you said it. it, Robert. What system was it on? Already said it. It was 1990. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was 2001. Right. Maybe it was I don't think Skype you said lagging. the date at first. You said it was on the Game Boy Color. I don't think you gave us a year. He may have said it, Blake, but Skype just cut it out. So we'll let the view, we'll let the listeners decide. Listeners, go back like five minutes <laughs> and see if uh, see if I said it. Oh no! Now your chat came through. Jesus Christ! What the? Hell? <laughs> he found the Sonic picture. <laughs> yeah, it just came through. Okay, uh, it's Blake the Hedgehog. Dude, if this is Blake the Hedgehog, that's fine with me. Oh, what the fuck? No, please, no, Blake. <laughs> Blake the Hedgehog. Uh, Alright, Jay, you want to go? Sure. Alright, so for right, this go. podcast... Are you done? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I played Wild Arms 3, which is obviously the third installment oh, cool. from the series. Yeah, actually, I played this game when I was a lot, lot younger, and I got stuck several... I got stuck at one part, and I could never get past it, and I'm completely retarded because it didn't take... So what year than... did this come out, and what console and uh, all that? I was going to go into it, but... Alright. Uh, so this game... Robert, you douche. Uh, came out in 2002 uh, for That's PS2. It. I'm sorry. I said March that, but I had my mic muted. <laughs> said what? <laughs> the, Robert's a douche. I was like, it came out in 2002, I think. Oh, wow. I don't believe you. We have no proof. I know, I know. I'm a best. I hate it. Okay. Anyways, so uh, from what I gathered so far, it, it, it takes place in the same world as the first two games in the series, because I've never played the other two. 
Um, but I don't believe that they are directly linked at, at any point, um, at least so far. They haven't really referenced anything that but felt they're like... they're in the same universe? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so this is um, an RPG, obviously a turn-based RPG. Um, the one element that actually really surprised me or like start, when I started playing it was during combat, the camera can pan 360 degrees to give it more show and, and make it a little bit flashier. But in, in actuality, it doesn't do anything. I thought the, the combat was, was going to be at certain points live action or there's going to be some sort of button command or you know something like that. But there, there really wasn't anything uh, to that. So is that like, um, does it do that on its own or do you, you can just yes. paint it around if you want to? It, it, it automatically, like, when, so oh, that's the cool, I like using, that. Yeah, it makes it makes it a little bit more theatrical. So like when you use certain abilities, yeah. it'll pan the camera behind the person, or like if you're gonna crit, a lot of times the camera will pan behind the target you're critting to show like you know to emphasize it, and you know crits usually kill the opponent. So you know it obviously makes them uh, pretty cool shot a lot of times. That sounds cool. Uh, yeah, it, it visually it was really cool, and so the graphic style is kind of like the only thing I can really compare it to is Paper Mario, but for like the, like a Final Fantasy skin on top of it. You know what so it like, looks it's like, like to that, me? What's that? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it, you, it looks, have, you have a better one. It kind of reminds me of... It looks like to me a cross between... Uh, I'm talking about just the style, not like the... Sure. Not like the, you know, stuff in the universe, but it looks like a cross between like Final Fantasy, like any Final Fantasy game, and is mm-hmm. kind of like Borderlands. Yeah, that's actually what Lisa said when she was watching me. Um, she actually okay. just mentioned Borderlands as kind of a... That's probably actually a much better way to put it. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it kind of, ha- what is that style called? Is, is there a... Well, it's, it's like, kind of like, really comic inspired. Like every, all okay. the characters have like the, like the bold black outlines. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, isn't I think that generally part... the cell shading style? Is that what it's called? Uh, I, uh... yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you would call, I don't know if I would call this cell sh- shaded or not. Okay, okay. So, um, so that, that's kind of the graphics, and the story is what actually kind of pulled me in. Most of the time when you play older RPGs, they usually start out pretty slow. Would you guys agree? They kind of start out slow, building yeah. momentum, and then there's usually a couple major arcs. So it, it kind of drags you in because you play as one character, um, and then you get to this point in the story, and then you get to play it from three other perspectives that lead back into this point just to kind of show how they got there. And then after that, they, the four main characters stay together and you kind of progress through the game. But it was a really interesting way to pull, uh, pull you in because you're kind of like, oh, that's cool. Okay, so there's other people here. And I was really surprised when you got to the point where it allowed you to play as the other characters in the, the situation, which was a train heist. Essentially, there was a train heist and there was something stolen from um, a storeroom. And the, all the characters kind of arrive at the same time wondering who did it or if anybody did it. And then you kind of get to go back and see how each of them got there and, and what their kind of motives are for being there. And then the story kind of slows down a lot. It does like some intro and it, it's, it's not bad. The story overall is, is, is okay so far. Um, I'm about 15 hours in. Um, and the story is, is kept me interested long enough to fill in the gaps between when combat gets kind of boring. Um, so the combat system is, is obviously turn-based, but there is a mechanic or a resource that you accumulate through the, the engagements that expires at the end of combat. So you basically build up these points, and then you can use them to use special abilities. And the more you have, you can manipulate your abilities. So certain, if you use it with one point, it'll just do direct fire damage. Whereas if you use it with three points, it will do fire damage to everyone. So there's some okay. intricate things you can do. And the one thing is... 
uh, early on, the game is is very rough in terms of if you wander around. So, like, let's say you go outside the first town and start kind of wandering around. Mobs are really easy. You can pretty much two-shot them, no big deal. When you travel further than you're supposed to be, you'll start fighting mobs that will more than likely kill you, at least early on, at least uh, in the early stages of the game, uh, especially when you have a low number of characters because obviously it limits the amount of turns you have. Hmm. Uh, but as you kind of progress through the game, once you get four people, you can start creating your party and... Primarily, it's based on their stats, and then you receive these. I can't think of the name of them. They're kind of like um, if you played um, Golden Sun, the Jin. Uh, you basically acquire these uh, sort of summons, and depending on how you equip them, they give you different abilities, and they affect each character differently. So for one character, it might make them tankier, whereas the other character, it might make them a little bit tankier, but do more damage as well. And so you can kind of mess okay. around with them, and they do get certain abilities for equipping them. Um, I believe I have two for each character so far, and so they kind of build on each other, and they expand your uh, classes or your abilities, et cetera, et cetera, and make your characters uh, stronger or weaker. Uh, the overall combat for just kind of grinding wasn't bad. It's it's pretty straightforward. You can turn up the um, ATB so you can have it pretty much active, so you can go through the combat sequence very quickly. There is a an auto-combat system if you really want to go that route, which is... I, in in turn-based RPGs, if you do that, you might as well not play the game at that point because that's kind of the whole idea behind the game, at least to me. But to do one what? Of the mechanics, you to do just what, turn no? auto combat for everything. Like just oh, let yeah, the yeah. AI do all the combat. Like what's what's the point of playing the game at that point? Yeah, right? yeah, I agree. Um, so the one thing that's kind of cool in terms of combat is when you're outside of combat, you have this meter at the top left, and it accumulates over time of of doing combat, and it's like a green bar, right? And when you get uh, – an uh, explanation point will appear above your character's head as you're wandering around the world. And if you press circle or X, I don't remember off the top of my head which one it is, it will deflate the combat. You're just, you don't have to do it. And you lose a certain number of that resource. And you can do that until the resource is empty. And then the next time you, you, were, you were going to get in combat, you immediately do. You don't even have the choice. And so it's kind of cool so if you're wait, running if you, through, Wait, wait, hold on. I don't know. It fills up and you get to skip a battle if it fills up? Yes. You can, you can skip multiple battles in a row. Hey, but do you get the XP <laughs> – the XP for it? No. Nope. You, it's like you just fled the fight. You're just like, nope, fuck this. But you can only do this as your bar builds up? Yes. So you have this meter that's, that's at the top left, and it allows you to escape fights. You don't even go into the combat screen. An explanation point appears above your character's head in the outside world, and then you hit X or circle. And I forget which one it is. And then you're, you basically just avoid that combat entirely. And it's, it, it's Do you have to avoid it? No, you you get a choice. So the explanation point okay. pops above your head. If you hit a if you hit the command, you disengage. If you don't do anything, you just go into the combat. And I believe there's actually a button you can hit to to say yes, I want to fight as well. So you know. So is there any it. reason? Is there any reason to actually use that and skip a battle? It seems like you're just missing out on XP yes. and stuff if you. Okay. So let's say you're backtracking or you're lost. It's really fucking annoying when you have to fight mobs that are so weak they don't even give you experience or they give you a, a very low amount. So uh -oh. it's nice when you're running through an area, because I'll be honest, exploring this game, it took me a decent amount of time to figure out where to go. It was one of those things where you kind of had to talk to the right person at the right time, and it may oh, not yeah. have made perfect sense. It may have just been one of those RPG moments where you had to talk to the guy who's out in the fucking middle of the field, and you just – there's actually one part where this legitimately happened. I had to talk <laughs> to somebody, and there was no – at least from my knowledge, there was nothing pointing me in that direction whatsoever. And the co the conversation that happened – meant nothing. It could have never existed. I'll be honest, off the top of my head, cannot even remember what it was about. It was, it was completely and utterly pointless. So, so is yeah. it grindy? <clears throat> um, 
it can be. So the the boss battles are, are pretty straightforward. They weren't too challenging. There were some pretty interesting mechanics um, that intertwined your abilities. So you'd have to use a certain ability, and the boss would get a certain weakness, and then you would basically do something else to interact with it. And and there, there were some pretty basic interactions with the boss fights. Um, so in terms of grindy, I mean, with that meter, you can obviously avoid a lot of combats or a lot of combat situations if you'd like to. So yes and no. I mean, if you want it to be, sure, you can engage every single fight and kind of burn through everything, or you can avoid a lot of them, which is what I did. I wanted the game to be pretty challenging if possible. Okay. Um, there are out each character, so there's four main characters. Uh, they each have an out-of-combat ability that interacts with the world. Like one guy has bombs. One guy has this snowman that he holds up, and it shoots this frost beam. that you, It's kind of like a puzzle. So, I mean, you basically think in your head, okay, is there any reason why I would use one of these abilities? Like, if you're at a door and it's locked, you're like, okay, would a bomb work here? No. Is there any side passages? No. Are there any torches that I could put out using the snowman? No. And, and there's some other, you know, obviously one of the chicks is a boomerang. And so you can use these different abilities in the outside world to figure it out. And the puzzles are are pretty straightforward. They're they're not super difficult. The side hidden items are, which is nice. They're They're not as extreme as what Blake was talking about, where there's a wall where you just had to walk through and you didn't realize it. A lot of times it's like Zelda where there's a crack in the wall and you had to blow it up, but you had to walk down a dead end, assuming it was a dead end, and it turned out to be a bonus area. So those kind of things interact. And there are actual interactions in the outside of combat that can damage your characters. Uh, one of the first dungeons oh, you cool. go through, there are like these landmine type things, and when you touch them... Every time you step while on their square, you take damage. And it actually adds up pretty quick, especially early on, because one damage when you have 50 health adds up very, very quickly. So the out-of-side out world interactions were kind of cool. Um, it made the game, you know, when you're out of combat, you, you don't care too much about your health, but this brings it to your attention and keeps it like a constant reminder. Yeah. Um, but uh, the music was pretty good. Uh, actually, it was really good. Um I was really, really impressed. The So the opening area you are in, because you're obviously on a train, is kind of Western, and the music is perfectly appropriate. Like, you, you could not uh, you could not listen to that music and think it could be improved for that for the opening scene. The outside uh, world music and some of the first couple dungeons I did were great. They were incredibly good. Uh, overall, like, I, I am actually amazed that I haven't heard more about this series. I know people have mentioned, I think, a few times um, through social media and, and sometimes... I think passing by in emails and stuff, but I, I'm actually amazed that this game specifically has not been talked about more. It's, it's a pretty all around solid RPG. Uh, I want to obviously finish it to see if the, the story is actually worth it. And if the combat system kind of picks up and gets a little more difficult. Okay. So how, so how, how far into it are you? Uh, about 15 hours. So I've cleared through sort of, I think I'm done with the first chapter and I'm going pretty far into the second chapter. Like that's the best way I can put it. So it's like, the first arc is starting to build, and I'm kind of going through some of the smaller tasks of it. I don't remember much about that game, but I do remember personally being very disappointed by it when I was younger. Okay. I, but you're enjoying it already. I don't think I was enjoying it for most of my playthrough. So it, you'll probably keep enjoying it. I think there's a few parts where the plot gets really stupid mm -hmm. that I recall, uh, much closer to the end of the game than where you're at right now. But if you're liking it now, you're probably going to keep liking it. So I don't think the, the actual plot has been explained yet, so I, I don't think they've gone too far in depth with it. Um, okay. The one thing I will say, though, is some of the puzzles are a little bit annoying. Like I was talking about interacting with, you know, you had to talk to some random dude. The, I've actually gotten to a point where I had to look it up because I could not figure out where to go. And that, to me, is, like, really annoying. 
especially in an, you know um, when you can get in combat almost anywhere. Like that shit just gets so old to me. So it's pretty good overall. Yeah, I would so I would actually I'm curious to play the other games in the series to see how they are. But yeah, I mean overall, I mean it's it's pretty damn enjoyable. I'm really impressed actually. Cool. It looks it looks it looks good. I, I, yeah, I like I, the graphics too. I've always liked that style. I was somewhat familiar with the game, but I don't didn't remember like I haven't ever played it and I didn't remember sure. much of it offhand. I just mostly knew the name. But uh yeah, I like the way it looks. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. At least so far. Alright. Let's move on to top threes. I love this list, by the way. This made me feel like a beast. I'm just gonna say. Right I still am having trouble figuring <laughs> out my number three. Damn. My other two were easy, I, but my number three, it's like, ah. Ooh, I think I know one of yours. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing. So our top three, by the way, is uh, our proudest cl- uh, classic gaming accomplishments. This is one that we had on the list. And uh, our old buddy Jeffrey writes in, he sent us a tweet and said, hey, do this one. And we were trying to figure out which one to do, so we were like, all right, you know what, Jeffrey, we'll do this one for you. Jeffrey, this, this is a good one. Shoutouts to Jay. I, I, I'm, I, I'm kind of with Blake, though. Like, I don't have great answer. I've got three, but they're not really great answers for this one. Wow. I want to hear what yours are. Sure. I really want... I think Blake's are going to outdo us regardless. I, uh, probably. Well, I'm just trying to think of some of the other things that I've done with games when I was younger. Like, Let's, like how about you, you go last, see if we can feed you any ideas. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got some backups, I guess, okay. in case. But, <laughs> I mean, to start off with, like, what other things have I done? I don't know that I ever beat Contra when I was younger. Friggin' Contra. What, what was the other game for uh, SNES or sorry NES? The one well, Bionic Commando. God, that shit was. so uh, yeah. I haven't gotten to play that one yet. Oh, I've I been talking about playing it forever, but I haven't gotten it, the opportunity. It's so advanced for an NES game. Like, like that's what I've heard, and that's yeah, why I'm like, yeah, I want to play that. Yeah. I'm grab some water real fast. My throat's dry. And I'm coughing. I'll be right back. All right. Are we still recording? Probably not. He probably okay. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I guess this gives me. I, I I assume he's gonna cut that out since he was coughing. Yeah, yeah. It gives 100%. me a few minutes to think of stuff. Cause like, what else have I done? I've beaten some of the old Mario games. I don't think I've ever beaten Mario one, but really? I think I've beaten Mario oh my two. God, that one's rough. I know dude. I've beaten Mario two. Yeah, Mario one is nuts. Mario yeah. two was frustrating. Was yeah, but not as bad. The last bad, boss yeah. was really cool. I actually haven't beat the third one out of all of them. Like I don't really? know why. Yeah, the third I beat one's great. I know it's great, but I never, I've never beaten it. Like I've never actually like wanted to go back and do it. Like two, I love. Two is my favorite back. out of the three. Like I should really enjoy that game a lot. I think it's really fucking fun. The last boss was fun as hell too. All right, you you all ready? Let's yeah. let, let's let Blake's are probably gonna be better anyway. So let's why don't we let him go last? Right, or good. you can go last, Jay, if if you want to. It's up to y'all. I think he needs more time. I think he. Do you want more time? Because then you can go last. Like it's up to Blake you. Blake can go last. How would Blake go last? That's fine, man. Uh, all right. I'll start us off, I guess. Okay. So my number three isn't really. It's not impressive at all, basically. But I picked this one because I remember how like psyched I was at the time when I did this, which is pretty simple feat. I won the Super Bowl in Joe Montana football for Sega Genesis. Oh, nice. And. Uh, 
Like, so, Joe Montana football, I'm sure this was probably just me, but it was a very hard game for me. Uh, passing plays were basically impossible, and I, again, I don't really know if this was the game overall or if it was just me being terrible at the game. I'm guessing it was probably mostly me. Uh, so, there were two plays that that I ever did in Joe Montana football. One was a handoff and sweep all the way to the outside, and the other was a fake punt. Because if you did a fake punt in this game, sometimes, about half the time maybe, the the other team would do a punt block instead of just a regular punt return. So they would have all of their guys, except for like one or two, rushing to try to block the punt, and then you drop back and pass it to somebody, and all your guys are wide open, and then you could like get tons of yards or score a touchdown. So literally, this, so this I did this. I eventually basically stopped running the ball. Literally, what I would do is, uh, I would pick a fake punt to, for my play, and then if the other team did not line up in punt block formation and they were just doing a punt return, I would just let the clock run out and take a five yard really? penalty and, and then pick fake punt again. Hoping, oh, that's and I would, I would just do that until they pick punt block, so then I could pass it and, and get a huge, get a huge gain. So maybe not the best way to play the game, but that was what worked for me at the time. Play and to win, damn it. Play to win. And so I, uh, I eventually, I was playing a season. I eventually got my team through the playoffs, and I was like, oh man, am I gonna make it to? The, am I even gonna make it to the Super Bowl? And I made it to the Super Bowl. I remember I was playing one day. And I had already played like a couple games like in the playoffs and I'd been playing for a while and I was going to like stop, I was about to stop playing. But then when I, when I won my last game, it was the last game of the playoffs before the Super Bowl. And I was like, holy shit, I made it to the Super Bowl. I got to play it now. So I went ahead and did it and I won the Super Bowl and I literally like jumped up and I was running around the house screaming because I was so excited that I won the Super Bowl. 28? Uh, probably nine or 10. Okay. Probably about 10. So, again, not that impressive, but I was super excited about it. No, I mean, I think you and I had a very similar idea on this. Like, it's things that may not be amazing feats, but were personal achievements that made you feel like a freaking boss. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like it. All right. Uh, I'm next, yeah? Uh, Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Okay. So, uh, my number three is completing or 100%ing Crash Bandicoot 2. Um, this took me a ridiculous amount of time and I felt so happy when I did it. Cause I, funny enough, my dad did it before me and I was like so impressed cause he didn't play video games when I was a kid, like at all. But for whatever reason, this game just like caught his attention entirely. And so uh-huh. I really wanted to do it just to, you know, kind of do it as well since he did it. And I, I thought it was so fun, like trying to figure everything out and trying to get <laughs> secrets and everything. I was obviously really young. I was like 10 or 11 years old when I did it. And I was so excited when I did it finally. Awesome. Blake. Do 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 do. Zelda. Uh, okay. I, no, I well, no, it's not Zelda. What? Oh, right. Actually, God, man, there's some good ones from when we were kids. I, I'm probably gonna go with the one that I have on my list. I'll kind of give a three-way tie between a few of these to start. Uh, one of my favorites would be completing su- 100%ing. Super Mario World without a strategy guide and back in the days before the internet. Being able to find all those alternate exits, going through the the special world, 
accomplishing that stuff on that game was not that easy as a kid. Finding those exits, like, that's not easy stuff. We kind of take that for granted now, I think, because we just know where 90% of them are just by yeah. hand off the top of our heads. But back then, it was it was work trial and error. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one would be beating the Legend of Zelda before yeah. the internet and without a strategy guide. Oh my god! Wait, you did that? that? Game was, yeah, yeah you, I beat that, that game like, as a kid. How's that not like number two or one for you, <laughs> dude? How long did you get stuck at the guy where you had to feed him? I got stuck in that for months. Like I couldn't. I don't remember how long I was there because he says something. Yeah. Like he he gives some kind of a hint, so I think. Yeah, he does. But in my okay. Yeah, actually, I actually didn't have a problem with that because like one of my friends at school like just randomly mentioned it one day that that's how you beat that guy. So so I knew how to do Uh, that. I don't remember how I got past that. Out of my group. So long. (laughs) I never found the final ring as a kid. I had the blue ring, but I never found the red ring when I first beat oh, the game. Oh, really? I think the red yeah. one was easier to find, wasn't it? Because the blue one was, like, fucking hard to find. No, it the blue one... that dude. If I'm remembering the two correctly, the blue one you just buy for 255 Yeah, you bu- but do you remember where the shop was? It was underneath yeah. that dude. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? I still remember that w- where that one is today. It's the Same. second statue of the top row, I think. Yeah, I, I, beat, think I beat this game, like, four years ago... Uh, like using a guide, and it was the first time I'd ever beaten it. And even like using a walkthrough, it was still pretty tough. That's funny. Different caliber if you Yeah, it's a brutal game. Uh, like even just finding Death Mountain and all that stuff, like putting the hints that the game gives you together and <laughs> discovering some of that stuff. Zone. I had Ed some ideas. Like that? I got some help from my dad. But it was still a lot of the stuff that I did on my own. And, like, oh, man, that final fucking Ganon fight. Oh, man. Do you remember losing your fucking save files repeatedly? Like, anytime you bumped your NES, it was like, oh! I don't think I ever had that happen to me. Really? Oh, my yeah. God, I constantly had it. Same thing with Final Fantasy 1. I. I had to beat it before it reset itself. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh... And then I guess this is kind of a four-way tie. I'll also give a mention to Link to the Past. Which I 100%ed as a kid. Again, no strategy guides or anything. Uh, and oh, yeah. I, that <laughs> one sticks out to me much. personally because the, uh, like a step cousin of mine. Well, he wasn't a step cousin at the time, but it kind of was. My dad and his, his, uh, aunt had been going out for a long time and they were moved in together and all this. He was basically a cousin to me and he was like, do you know how to beat Link to the Past? <gasps> Holy crap. <laughs> and so I had to show him like where Ganon was and what you had to do to beat him and all this. And that was pretty cool. But the one that I actually had on my list, aside from those three, was uh, just beating Castlevania 3. And more specifically, beating it on each different fucking path. So I've used every character <laughs> in the game and gone to every stage in the game. Oh my god, this is one of the most savage, brutal, ridiculous, unfair games. Castlevania 3 does not fuck around, and I'm very, very proud that I was able to beat that, even though I didn't do it until, like, two years ago. Yeah, I was wondering, I knew there was going to be a Castlevania game on your list, I was wondering what it would be. Yeah, is this isn't the first one really tough. 
Castlevania 1 is difficult, but it's nowhere near Castlevania 3. Okay. Like, seriously, Castlevania 3 is five times harder. Huh. The biggest problem with Castlevania 1, there's, uh, like, the death fight is probably it. And the whole stage leading up to death is fairly brutal. Aside from that, though, it's a overall pretty simple game. Okay. All right, so your number three is uh, Zelda slash <laughs> Castlevania 3 slash Link to the Past. Slash, uh, what was the yeah. other one? Yep. Uh, the original Legend of Zelda. Oh, Super Mario World. That was it. Oh, Super Mario World. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So four right. different games and some of the stuff I've done in those. Okay. Yeah. My number two is another one that's not really... Well, I, I, I consider this... I'm still pretty proud of this. It's nothing crazy. Plenty of other people have done it. Uh, but for me, it was kind of like a thing that I had... It was it was like haunting me until I finally did this, which is beating the original Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah. Uh, which I just did like last year for the podcast. Uh, Dude, how about I never the last be- castle? Yeah, the last castle is pretty rough. It's, it's it's cool though. It's it's not like yeah. Castlevania like ridiculous stupid hard. It's like you gotta. It's kind of like tricky hard. Like you gotta figure it out. Once you figure it out, it's still kind of tough, but it's not like completely unfair. You know. Isn't there a part I, at the very end that's completely unfair that, like, you go down, like, there's, like, four walkways, and if you go down the wrong one, you just die? Isn't there fireballs that come no, out? No, you don't die, but one? you keep repeating it until you find the right way to go. Are you sure? Because I remember walking down one of those and just being like, well, I'm dead. I don't it's probably so. random at some okay. point, because Bowser's fireballs, he just spits them in random spots. Yeah. God. And the music. The music's great in those castles in that The game. music is really good in those castles, yeah. Oh. Yeah, makes uh, you really like nervous. See, that just makes me think of the music in uh, Death Mountain in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> now I've just got that stuck in my head. I'm really okay with this. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think I still think that the original Super Mario Brothers is a pretty tough game. Like once you get to the le- later levels, obviously it starts off pretty pretty easy, but like yeah. the last world is pretty tough. There's some really hard parts on there. Uh, and, and so it was kind of, like I said, plenty of other people have beaten the game, but for me growing up with this and never having beaten it, it was like getting a huge weight off my shoulders to finally like conquer the game. I've never beaten it. We were talking about that where, while you were away. Oh, really? Water. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I never beaten three, but I beaten one and two and Blake's never beaten one, but he's beaten two and three. So Robert, have Save you beaten them. all three of them? Uh, Yeah. Ah, well, no, 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 no. I, I'm sorry. I haven't beaten. I haven't beaten two. Oh wow. I'm sorry. I've so, beaten... so Jay, you've beaten one two and, and two, one and three. and two. No, one and two. Okay, one and two. <laughs> one and right, two. and I've done two and three. And, <laughs> and so we've got a different combination for every single one of us. <laughs> that's pretty great. That's really. That's, awesome. that's really good. <laughs> okay. We, we should Jay, by the end of the year we should make it a rule. We all have to complete our trio. I I agree. I think that's a great yeah. idea. All right, let's do it. We'll do it. That's fine. Cool. Mine's the easiest by far. <laughs> I'd rather be <laughs> three. Seriously is. One or two are so brutal. Yeah. Like, yours yeah. is the easiest. I so excited. All right. Okay. What's your number two? My number two, Blake, Final Fantasy VII, Ruby Weapon. The first time I killed uh... Ruby Weapon, I jizzed. Like I was so excited. I did not figure out the strategy. Somebody else told me the strategy of how to do it. 
But once I like tested it a couple times and then started to get the feel of it, oh my god! I remember getting closer and closer every time until I finally got it. Like it was just such a bitch. It was so stupid. Oh, oh. I hate the weapon. Such a Robert. Do you know how you beat that boss? No. So Ruby weapon is, that, is, it, is Ruby weapon the one that's underwater? No, no that's Emerald Saucer. Emerald yeah, weapon exactly. is underwater, and he does the air tamp storm. Yeah, materia storm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember when I played materia storm backwards, and when someone yeah. told me that, I was like, "Oh!" Uh, I remember when I when I played Final Fantasy VII, I was like just exploring underwater, and I saw that thing. I was like, "Whoa, what's that?" And I was like looking for my friend. I was like, "Oh, cool! This is neat. I'm gonna see what this is." And then he like annihilates. <laughs> he just annihilates you, yeah. He, yeah. You know, funny enough, I was at a I was at a party yesterday, and I was talking to this guy. Um, he was he was born and raised in China, and he had a PlayStation that was hacked in Japan. So when Final Fantasy VII came out in the Japanese version, they didn't have Ruby and Emerald weapon, right? So he played through the entire game, which is really funny, by the way, because he doesn't speak Japanese. So he it took him three months to beat the game <laughs> because all he was doing is walking around talking to every single NPC, being like, "Nope." Nope. All right. Nope. Oh, there's something. All right. I'm going to keep going. And he said he got stuck at Wutai for like a month because he thought that that was going to expand the story. But it do- you remember when you first time you go to Wutai and it's like nothing. And then you come uh, back yeah. later on. It's a lot more. Yeah. So him and I were talking about that. And then he's like, yeah, I bought the American version when it came out. And I got shit stopped by Ruby and Ember Weapon because I didn't know what they were because they weren't in the original version. So I was like laughing about it. I'm yeah. like, yep, those were the uh, final bosses. Like those are just the beasts. It's a great feeling. Yeah. That's a good one. I like it. I like that one. I love it. Oh got... my god, Ruben. Such a bitch. <laughs> Blake? Uh, my number two, if I can pull up my list, is, uh, you're gonna be a little bit shocked, but this was, this one is finishing Battletoads. Oh, no way! Oh, not surprised at all, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, no, I'm not surprised that it's on the list, but surprised that it's at number two. That's not number one, gotcha. Yeah, oh, okay. so this is probably the hardest game I've beaten. The most, like, classic, insane difficulty where people are like, oh my god, not that game. Uh... I went back, uh, as long-time listeners of the podcast will know, I've beaten this some, like, in the last year. I think it was sometime around a year ago in the summer. Yeah, something like that. And man, did it feel good and vindicating to finally check that one off my gaming bucket list. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I ever made it farther than the turbo tunnel when I was younger, especially doing the two player mode of the game and then yeah. doing it single player <laughs> and just how great it felt to make the slow progress as I learned more and more about the game and learn like each stage has its own mechanics where it's like, you don't know what's about to come? Well, then you're gonna die. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Have fun learn, memorizing every pattern in the, in the entire game. And then beating it without using a single continue was just fantastic. I'm really happy. <laughs> with that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I need like... a smoke after that, and I've never had a cigarette <laughs> in my life. <laughs> this is your virginity just... all over again. <laughs> even just, even my just virginity being... sequel. <laughs> like if I had ever beaten, if if I had ever beaten the turbo tunnel in my life, that would have been on my list. Just doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. When I watched you do it, like I had no idea what happened after the beginning because I'd never gotten that far. 
<laughs> like you started doing, I was like, oh, he got through the part that I never could. It's got to be easy after that. And then it was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> it was All right, now let us fuck more. Yeah. It's so hilarious that it only gets worse from there, like continually. <laughs> and that's like halfway through the game. No, that's not even halfway. That's stayed, well, uh, I guess it's about a third of the way. Okay. It just keeps getting harder. It's <laughs> awesome. That's, a, that's, that's like one of the biggest troll games ever. It's got to be. Yeah. That and, uh, what is it, Ghouls and Ghosts? Uh, where when you beat the game, you just have to beat the whole game again? <laughs> oh, what a troll. Maybe I'll well, make it That's what I was going to talk about, Blake. When you said uh, Zelda 1, I was thinking it would be even cooler um, if you did the – because, you know, if you play through with the name Zelda, was it? Yeah, you start on the Zelda. Master Quest. Yeah, and you, oh, my God. You know, I told somebody about that recently, and they didn't believe me. They didn't believe me that was a thing. I'm like, just do it. Yeah, I tried playing Master Quest a few times when I was younger. I, I think I tried playing it once, and then I walked north, and I walked into where uh, level one is on the regular playthrough, and it was level four, and I said, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm out of here. All right. Uh, number one for me, I've talked about this a couple times, is perfecting... Star Fox 64. I played this over and over that's, one summer. That's a really high achievement. It's pretty good, yeah. I could beat the whole game without getting hit once. Uh, and that, yeah, I, I think this, as compared to my other ones on this list, I, I think this actually is <laughs> kind of an impressive feat. Uh, not too exciting, because not a whole lot of people... Star Fox 64 isn't generally known as like a really tough game. But uh, still, like being able to beat it perfectly I, I, is, is pretty cool. So, doing that—that's that's that's my number one. Do a barrel. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you know. I think though, even though I played this one a lot, I liked uh, the the original Star Fox a little bit a little bit better. The one for Super Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. I I actually don't think I've ever seen that one played. I've only seen the '64 one. Oh really? The '64 has 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 cooler. Has a few things that are cooler, like it's got the submarine and the tank and stuff, which are awesome. Oh yeah, that's right. But uh, I I remember liking the Super Nintendo one more. Okay. Even though this was the one that I went all shit crazy on. What you got for number one? My number one is completing the campaign for StarCraft One and Brood War. Uh, specifically Brood War. The, the first good. campaign wasn't bad. The Zerg campaign of Brood War, to this day, like I'm still like. I go back and play it sometimes, and I, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that I couldn't do it as a child. Like, it is so hard. There's, like, the last three levels are just so brutal. It's just insane. And I can I don't make fun of myself at all for not being able to do it as a kid. Such a good feeling. I wish the new yeah, campaigns were good. that difficult, but they're not. It's unfortunate. All right. Blake's on? Uh, Blake, what you going to show us up with? Well, my number one isn't uh, a big accomplishment like beating Battletoads or anything. It's rather simple. It's kind of what really got me into using the internet and uh, understanding video <laughs> games on a different degree, actually. Uh, and that was all of the time and effort and success I had with examining the code of Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? You, uh, you must... You 
probably just don't this. remember this. I've talked about this before. I've um, one of the big things where I actually got started on the internet, where I actually like used forums and stuff. Which actually, uh, the first forum I ever really used was the Game FAQs Final Fantasy Tactics board. Uh-huh. And today, February twentieth, marks my fifteen year anniversary of that account being created oh, for I that message board. <laughs> so wait, I you... just happened to go and check it today because someone else on my Twitter mentioned their game FAQs account. And so I went over there and checked mine and it's the 15 year anniversary of the day where I first posted something about how I had looked at a little bit of the code that had been posted in a topic on the board and someone was asking something about one of Cloud's abilities. And I looked at the code and I was like, oh yeah, look at that. I can figure that out. And so I posted, and that's what started me looking into, like, everything about the code. I have no idea game. about this. I swear really? I have no idea about this. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, one of the – I've put – I put, like, a full year of time into figuring out how the game worked new, I did not uh, on its that. That's data. Oh, <laughs> uh, you beat me by one year. Yes. Mine is 14 years old. Actually, actually, I'm sorry. It's not quite 14. It's like – it was September of, so it was like All a little right. over 30. So September 1, 2002 was when my account was created. It's like a year and a half. Neat. Huh? Well, you oh, said 2002, right? So mine was 2001. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> How much karma do you have? What's your what's your uh, user level? Oh, my God. Um, All right, we're not putting it out on stream. 38, I think. Oh, I'm 36. I have 5,017 karma, I guess. I've, I've got two. Wow, I have, wow, that's a lot. I've got like 2,000 something. Yeah, you were probably you probably missed a few of the boosts. Oh or like yeah. When you yeah. got the boosts, they weren't as effective. Silly yeah, dumb crap like that. I haven't paid attention you, to it forever. Man, Game Facts. I used to use this all the time. Did you used to vote on all the like polls that they had every day? I didn't care about the polls at all. Dude, I vote. I love the polls, especially like the the tournaments where it was like character versus character, like who would win this and that. Yeah, that stuff. I was all like, "This is dumb. This is just a popularity contest." And I just don't. It was. I used to post in the Warcraft Three forum all day long, every day. I spent uh, like I spent probably four years straight posting to the Final Fantasy Tactics social board. Yeah, I can see that. I used to like (laughs) come up. I used to come up with ridiculous Warcraft. Three strategies. I, I had two. I had two different things that I would do. One of them would like I would basically troll post and like be like, "Hey guys, I got this awesome strategy." Like it would be like, "Get like get your hero filled up his inventory with six tanks of reincarnation, so he's just like in you know <laughs> immortal." Uh, but sometimes I would also come up with ridiculous ones, and then I would go try them out. And this one time, I was like, "Hey, I got this awesome strategy. I'm gonna try it out and tell you guys how it works." And it was to get. All priests as human, because that's the healing class, you know, and to, uh, and just to mass priests and, and win by massing priests. And then I went and actually tried it out and it worked because you go and you fight an army. And then if you're losing, you back off for a second and then they all heal each other. And in like two seconds, you're up back to 100% health with everybody. (laughs) So then you can just keep doing that until you beat the other army down and they can't do anything about it. I'll have awesome. to take your word on that one. 
<laughs> yeah. so, Jay, yeah. I, I just can't believe that you've never heard me talk about some of this stuff before. No, I, I can't was the it number either. one reason. Like, you probably aren't familiar with even all the stuff that you can do with a game shark on that game. No. But some of the stuff that you can do that I am the one that discovered includes being you can create your own custom class entirely. Uh, you're able to modify which abilities a class has available to it. Uh, the amount of abilities that a class can have is limited to the class itself. So, for example, Squire has, I think, four active abilities. You can only replace those four active abilities on that class. Okay. So any class that has, like, 18 abilities or something crazy like that, you can give it – you can customize that class to have 18 different skills and create your own class with it. Uh, you can modify – I think you can modify the cast times. I think that's the thing that someone was asking about Cloud's abilities because the charge time on his skills are really, really, really insane. And so they wanted to know how to lower the charge times, and I think that's what I found out in the code at first. Uh, I also found a way to change the color of a weapon. So, like, a diamond sword is normally a green handle and kind of a bronze blade, and you can make it have a red handle and blue blade or something crazy like that. All sorts of that's different cool. combinations. And uh, just tons and tons and tons and tons. That's pretty cool. Of information looked up like that. I mean, the craziest, dumbest thing I did, and it was only dumb because it didn't work, otherwise it would have been genius, is that there was this code called the hard mode code. And I looked at that code, and I found out the way that some of it works. It's like 20 lines of code. But those 20 lines, one of the types of codes that it uses is a serial repeater code, which says it, it tells the next line of code to perform this modification on X lines of code, skipping X lines of code. So it'll go, it'll say, modify this line and this line and this line and this line and this line. And that serial repeater code shows up something like 10 times, and it tells the code, the other code to modify something like 99 lines of code. And what I did is I broke that down and wrote a Word doc that was full of every single individual line of code that was getting rewritten. Because I didn't value my time and I didn't have a game shark that was uh, new enough to use the serial repeater code. It was like point one version behind. And, and you, like, you use Word and not just not like a plain text editor? I don't remember exactly what I used. I mean, I was just typing <laughs> it all pretty... out. It was probably up in like Notepad. Okay, that's better. And uh, I wrote all of that out, copy paste. Edit this line, copy paste, edit this line, copy paste, edit this line. The problem is that's too many lines of code for a game shark a game shark to read and modify at once. It can't read each individual line of that I'm telling it to modify. And so you can only have like a hundred lines in a game shark code or something like that with the version that I was using. And so all I, all this work that I put in was completely useless. I, it was just pointless work. Oh, man. So I entered every single line of that code into my game shark and then tried turning it on, and it wouldn't boot the game. Oh. That sucks. Sad that's, times. That's, that's disappointment right there. Mm-hmm. Did you have to, on the boards that you uh, posted on at GameFAQ, were there ever, like, running jokes? I mean, I guess there isn't pretty much anything. Uh, God, but, Yes. <laughs> I remember the two that that I remember were one was from StarCraft and one was from Grand Theft Auto 3. 
Starcraft was just the uh, you guys probably knew this one classic like carriers equals instant win like oh yeah that's a meme that was even bigger than that was bigger than the game facts yeah I guess you're right that was bigger than that but there's one for Grand Theft Auto three on game facts and like one guy he just wanted to know how you honk your horn in the game and he 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 made this topic and the title was how do I horn and somehow that turned into like a, a miniature meme on the game facts GTA three board. Anytime anything like related came up, and sometimes even not related, somebody would post, "How do I horn?" <laughs> <laughs> the one that we had around the tactics board that I can remember, there were dozens, if not more. Uh, there was a question of how do you un? Is it possible to unlock the Dark Knight class? And keep in mind, this was back before the War, uh, War of the Lions version came out, where you can actually unlock the Dark Knight class. And so there was this big, goofy story about, like, you have to get a chocobo, you can breed it up to a golden <laughs> chocobo, and then you have oh, to take yeah. a golden chocobo into this one area, and then the golden chocobo becomes a rainbow chocobo, and <laughs> all this other dumb stuff, and good times. Hopes. Hopes. That's pretty good, I like that. Uh, you know, we there's there's one that we all left off of our list, which is starting... A podcast uh, about retro games. The world's most renowned podcast about classic games. Woo! Go us. Nailed it. Good one, Robert. I'm proud of you. Yep. I don't know. I'm proud of y'all. This is team effort. All y'all? All y'all? Yeah. What's your, okay, what's your proudest non-classic gaming accomplishment? Just one or two, real quick. Oh, man. I guess World like of Warcraft is actually retro Blake's, now. Blake's like, I got too yeah. many to choose from. <laughs> yeah, with multiplayer stuff, it's a little bit different, because like, getting high-ranked in multiplayer is kind of like the new... new yeah, that's kind of the new thing. I guess one of mine would have to be... Uh, ooh, fit, beating Tales of Magi All. Is that tough? That game is brutal. Uh, Tales of Magi All, it's a, very, it's a classic-style roguelike. Uh, Top-down, turn, tile-based. And it is rough... It ASCII. is a difficult game. No, no, ASCII. it's got file uh, sets. Looks, it actually the art of the game is pretty good. Oh, cool. Uh, I guess another one would have to be the Binding of Isaac. Uh, 100%ing the original, uh, the expansion, and then the remake, and then the DLC for the remake, and being one of the best players of it. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Mine is uh, 100%ing. Uh, Rogue Legacy, uh-huh. all like the the secret bosses and maxing out all the castle and finding all the every single item in the game and all that stuff. I guess one that I just got like two nights ago. I'm glad that I finally got this done. I started I've started using my Wii U again finally. I've got a setup where I can use okay. it and not be on my TV so that my girlfriend can sleep in the room while I'm playing the game. Otherwise, the TV's so, way too bright for her. She's so selfish. Uh, right? That <laughs> and I finally beat the adventure mode map for Hyrule Warriors. What that involves is, we brought up Legend of Zelda earlier, Legend of Zelda has an 8 by 16 tile map. For Overall, it kind of, it expands out past that in a few spots, but for the most part, it's an 8 rows by 16 rows map. And... I was able to finish every map on there, and I've unlocked every 
weapon upgrade for every character. So I have to go back and do a few more things on some of the stages, but for the most part, I've beaten it now. That doesn't count the other adventure maps that have now opened up, but whatever. Is that um, game, should I, I was thinking about getting that game. Should I get? Should I get that? If you like Warriors games, it's pretty fun. It's got some problems. It's around a seven to an eight out of ten because okay. of stupid issues that it has. But overall, it's a really fun time if you can if you like Dynasty Warriors, Samurai, Samurai Warriors, etc. Okay. Um, I, I I guess another retro one would actually be <laughs> finding all of the golden sculptulas in Ocarina of Time. Oh, God, those are so okay. annoying. Yes, yes, they were. I don't know if I used a guide for that one or not. I may have hunted those down myself. But I do I not hunt Minotaur's Mask without a guide. I think the Ocarina of Time I might have used a guide. One of mine is, uh, I guess this is classic also, when I destroyed Jay and Brood War. <laughs> one time? Please. The Wait, only time we've ever played. Happen? Do you want to play yeah, any time? I will shit on your chest. Are you kidding me? You wanna, Dude, I destroyed you. It wasn't even Blake, close. Like, if we do this, will you stream it? <laughs> so that we can fucking just watch Robert get demolished. Blake's not going to stream that shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, he started it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay, you have uh, damn kids. Besides getting to play against me in Brood War? Oh, my God, Robert. Um, I think most might be multiplayer-based. I mean, just... You know, receiving different different levels and different games and stuff. I just like, progressively feel like... You, you were say? really... You were really... You were actually, like, super high level in World of Warcraft, weren't you? Yeah, I actually played professionally in the early stages of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and then StarCraft. And, yeah. Okay. Good times, good times. All right. Well, we actually got emails this time. Uh-oh. Emails? I hear an S. Yeah, we, we got more S. than one. There was a plural there. There. more than one email. Shit. Blake, not even counting, not counting your watch. Even. Remember this time. Yeah, it's the twentieth. All right, so the <laughs> first one. The, <laughs> the first one we got here is from uh, Jeffrey. Nice. He says, "Let's see." So his uh, subject of his email is Aussies in a pickle. Hello, <laughs> hello with a U. Mm. What's this? This is some sort of joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know about. Well, you just beat Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I figure that's a Chrono Trigger reference. Yeah. Because right, Ozzy says Ozzy's in a pickle. Oh, that's right. It's cornered. Oh, yeah. And I say that on stream quite a bit. Oh, do you? <laughs> well, okay, I say okay. Slack's in a pickle, but yeah. Alright. So, hello there, Jake, Blay, and Roberto. Man, did Jake. I enjoy the last... Huh? <laughs> Yeah, he wrote Jake. Oh, did he? <laughs> he wrote, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Did he wrote Jake? And, did no, he, he write Jake no, and okay, Blay? I think, I, think, I think I read that wrong. He actually wrote Jake, Blay, and Roberto. <laughs> Aww. I don't know what I said the first time. You said, said Jake, Jake, Blay. Yeah. Okay, okay it's okay. Right, that's what he wrote. Awesome. He wrote Jake, Blay, and Roberto. I think that's a joke we've got no, it is, because of how often you get our names mixed up. Yes, that, that's a joke because I okay. actually have said most, but I have said both of those names on multiple occasions on accident, okay. mixing up y'all's names. So let's try this again, starting from the top. Hello there, <laughs> Jake, Blay, and Roberto. Man, did I enjoy the last episode. Tommy did an admiral job as a guest host and and Chrono Trigger advocate. I am not a jealous person. I never really envy others for what they have or get to experience, but I have to admit that when Tommy's 
that when Tommy's guest host episode turned out to be the episode where Rob replays Chrono Trigger and you all talk about it at length, I so badly wanted for it, for, I, I so badly wanted for it to be me there talking about Chrono with you guys. Even though you covered it extensively, I wanted to talk about my favorites a little bit. I love Specchio's song and A Distant Promise, the song that plays for emotional, moral-related moments. Which one's that? I gotta find out what this is now, real quick. All right, read that to me again. Uh, a uh, a distant promise. Okay, I think I know which one it is. Uh, How's it go? I find it on here. I'm not gonna sing it for you. Oh, okay. There's one. <laughs> I, 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 there's one on here that see. It's called a far off promise. I wonder if that's a, that's probably the same thing. Let me see. Oh, this is good. It's this one here. I'll, I'll just it's play. It's Chrono and Marla, a distant promise. It's right here. Can you hear? That's it? the full name. Okay, that's okay. That's and oh, I love that talking. So let's not do that. Hold on a second. I'm trying <laughs> to plug in my headphones again. She's crying, okay. Blake. I'm crying. I am. This is okay. I agree. This is a super awesome song. This is a really good song on here. Are y'all still there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're we're, we're fine. Okay. 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 Let's do this. Let's get through the email. Y'all are crying too, right? Uh huh. Um. Blah blah blah. Okay, where do we go? Distant Promise, the song that plays for emotional, moral related moments. But I think my favorite is Corridor of Time from 12,000 BC. I think all of the music from 12,000 BC is some of the best on the soundtrack. Okay, Corridors of Time. I didn't love that one, but I but it's definitely good. Here's Delightful Specchio. What's this one? Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. My, <laughs> my favorite character is the optional character because of all of the, of, because of all the events with him early in his life, how epic it is when you battle him. And because I generally like rude, sassy characters. <laughs> my party, my party is usually Chrono. That explains but, why he listens to this podcast. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It explains a lot. My party is usually Chrono, Glenn for healing, and Ayla for is it Ayla or do you say Isla? I used to say Isla. I say I said Isla growing up a lot. Everyone else seems to say Ayla. Okay. Uh, so Chrono, I switch back and forth. All right. Chrono, Glenn for healing, and Ayla for stealing and brute strength. But if I am not collecting items, I use optional character in Ayla's place and spam Dark Mist most of the time. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, except I had Robo instead of uh, Frog. I spammed his final ability, Dark Matter. Put a golden hairpin on him, and it cost 5 MP. And I just used that every fight. Is that what it was? Dark Matter? Which, yeah, whichever one was his... What, what, which one was... Uh, what does Black Hole do? Uh, it tries to instant kill enemies. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. But like every time I tried it, it didn't work. So I was just like, I don't know what this does. <laughs> but yeah, whichever whichever one is his final one, that's the one. Yeah, I use I did the exact same thing. I used the gold earring or whatever. So yeah, it costs like five uh, MP to use it, and you just use that over and over again. I think you're right. I said gold hairpin. I think it's a gold earring, not hairpin. It's, it's, I think it's gold stud specifically. No, I think the stud is for max HP. Okay, maybe you so. You guys are making me play this game. Can we? <laughs> well, funny <laughs> enough, Jay, I'm going to be starting my playthrough of Chrono Trigger on Monday, since we're on oh, the subject. Shit. Yeah. Make sure you tune in where? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Slackaholicus. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so anyway, my party is usually them. <laughs> As for side quests, I love uh, Luca's and Robo's side quests for the depth of each character that they reveal. Those are my two favorites also, I think. But my favorite is replanting the forest with Fiona. That's Oh, I'm sorry. That's the one I was thinking of for Robo. I got confused. Yeah. Um, the quest, it's, yeah, that, so my favorite is that, is that one, the, the forest one and Lucas. The quest itself is short and easy, but the way that it changes the overworld map blew my mind the first time I did it. And recovering Robo in the following campfire scene is an iconic and memorable moment. I agree. I definitely. This game's. I'm yeah. so glad that you did the side quest, Robert. I am too. They add so I am too. The game. Yeah. This game strikes such an amazing balance of lighthearted silliness and joy with heavy moments of questioning God, changing the flow of time, and dealing with the meaning of existence. When you later went on to discuss Chrono Cross, I felt the urge to chip in a little about that too, since I just finished replaying it a month ago for the first time since its initial release. I think that Tommy nailed it when he said that they tried to do too much. There are aspects of it that I liked, but the, level, but the leveling system is weird. The characters are too numerable and underdeveloped. The battle system is unnecessarily complicated, and you can just attack and miss and miss and miss your way through 90% of the game. I also have no idea how I played through this 15 years ago without a walkthrough, because nothing proceeds (laughs) in any kind of logical manner, and the side quests are so obscure and random. The plot? Oh man, the disaster of a plot. I understood it, but I couldn't make much sense of it, and I'm not a dumb guy. <laughs> I only achieved one ending, uh, but I started to watch some of the other endings on YouTube, and it wasn't worth my time. This game sucks, <laughs> and I won't be going back again. <laughs> I love that it starts it's like, hey, here's what this game is. Here's what I like about it. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It falls. Yeah, dude. I just can't believe how many characters they introduced so quickly. Like, that's what... Oh, they God, just there's... really flood you with characters, and none of them are that important. Yep, yep and none of them are I, even memorable. I agree that the battle, the leveling system isn't the best. I don't absolutely hate it, but it's such a strange system. The combat system is so weird, too. Like, it, it is overly complicated to a point of, like, when you're a kid, you're like, fuck this, I'm not gonna... <laughs> I mean, it was you had to think several turns ahead if you actually wanted to be good at it. Like, it's just so stupid. Well, not to mention you also, a lot of the time, with the way that that battle system works, it relies on knowing what the enemy's pattern is. At yeah. least for the best fights. Yeah, especially with weaknesses, too. Wasn't the weaknesses a huge aspect of that game? Or I, think that I mean, not huge, but I'd say it's as big as any other game. Ew. Um, He says, it's been a while since I have truly enjoyed an RPG that wasn't already a nostalgic favorite. And I was beginning to worry that I am becoming a jaded gamer or too harsh a critic. But then I started Dragon Quest VIII about a week ago, and wow. Yeah! Is that good? Mm-hmm. He says, wow, this game is incredible. Tonally, it reminds me of Chrono Trigger. I like the characters. The battle system has depth and, var- and variability but isn't complicated. The voice acting is great. The storyline is engaging and constantly moving forward. And it's a great blend of linear story with open-world exploration. I'm about 17 hours in and loving every minute of it. <laughs> I'd agree with that, pretty much. It's It blends a lot of things together very well. And I, I think for me, even before playing some of the old games, it felt like it harkened back to... It's funny that he worries about not being able to like newer games, because I felt that this one 
took a lot from the older Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior games. Even though I hadn't played them, like, I had a really good idea of what they were. And this felt like it harkened back to those a lot. Do you... And, go ahead. Do you do you need to, like, play the previous ones to understand no, what's going on? Not at all. No. Okay. Uh, Dragon, all of the Dragon Quest games, except for 1 through 3, are standalone. And even then, 1 through 3, like, they stand on their own. It's just they, they're connected to each other. They're on the same timeline. The rest of them, uh, no, they don't share anything aside from typical themes like chocobos for Final Fantasy. It's like that. Okay. Uh, oh, losses. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, lastly, for the top three voice acted characters, I didn't submit a list, but I thought about it a lot. And there was only one that I came up with. I thought I would like to hear Samus's. I, I thought I would like to hear Samus voice acted, even though there isn't much dialogue. And when I tried to think of an actress who could play a badass, I immediately thought of Scarlett Johansson <laughs> for her roles in Lucy <laughs> and, and the Avengers, and because of her voice acting experience in her. That was what you said, wasn't it, Blake? Yeah, actually, that was the uh, physical actress, like the non. Voice acting actress. Oh, that that's I right. For Samus. Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. I like how you mentioned the movie Her. That uh, like she basically like she's yeah, only her voices that. in that movie. Yeah, and she does yeah. a really good job. Uh, oh, here it is. I, when Blake said when Blake said that as his number one, it blew my damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out of my head, Blake. Sorry for yet another long email. Thanks for the pod and keep up the good work, Jeffrey. Cool. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, no Jeff. need to apologize. We like we like the long emails. <laughs> yeah, it saves us from doing some of the talking for a while. <laughs> uh, then we got one from Ryan, who he's the pickles and mayonnaise guy. Ooh. He wrote in a couple weeks ago, or a couple, I guess about a month ago or so. Ryan says, "Thanks for reading my email a couple of episodes back. I apologize if my grammar and food selection turned your stomach a bit." <laughs> <laughs> I just finished listening all the way through the episodes and about to go through them again. Wow. That's dedication. I like it. I've heard you guys talk about ActRaiser maybe once in a conversation really quickly, but it wasn't said if any of you played. Uh, have any of you all played ActRaiser? I have not. I think I've played a little bit of the original ActRaiser. I've put more time into ActRaiser 2, though. Oh, I didn't even know there was a second one. It's very different. ActRaiser 1 has this part of the game where you play God. It's kind of uh, sim-like in that you're building up this town and you're listening to your followers' problems and they're like, oh my God, I need you to go destroy <laughs> this cave near us. And you're like, yeah, I can do that. And you can make, I don't know, like hurricanes or something. You can torture your people, sort of, and all this silly stuff. And then there are the action sequences, and in ActRaiser 2, you only have the action sequences. And there are these side-scrolling beat-em-ups, kind of, platforming beat-em-ups. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I've I've seen ActRaiser played, and it looks awesome. It looks, it looks really, like, unique and really fun. I hope to get to this sometime relatively soon. It's probably going to be a little while, I bet, but I, I plan on playing this at some point. He says, uh... This was one of the first games I played for the SNES, and, and and I had a blast playing it. The game was developed was developed by Quintet 
and published by Enix that combines traditional side-scrolling platforming with urban planning and with urban planning god sections. Just, just like you said. You should really check it out. I know you guys talk quite a bit of the Final Fantasy Tactics Fatal Scream. Insert yeah. <laughs> insert Robert's interpret <laughs> insert Don't Robert's do interpretation it. You of ruin the screen. Every time, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> That's my impression of Robert trying to do that voice. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna do it when y'all least expect it. Oh God. For me, Actraiser has a couple of notable has a couple of notable sound bits along with a great soundtrack. One of the sounds I remember comes from the main character in the side-scrolling levels. Every time he swings his sword, he makes a ha sound as if you took your hand and breathed into it to smell your breath. Oh, every everyone try this. So it's more yeah, so it's more like yeah. Oh, my breath smells. God damn it. Why do we do that? I can never tell if my own breath smells. Can y'all? Lick your hands and let it dry and then smell it. No, no. Well, okay, that that all that always smells bad regardless. Uh, mine doesn't if I just brush my teeth. But then again, I, I my breath is my breath is bad a lot of the time <laughs> because I drink a lot. Like I can't, I straight up can't even eat onions anymore. If I eat an onion, I'm dead for the rest of the day. There's no coming back. Onion breath is different than bad breath, though. At least no, no, no. But I'm saying like mine retains it for so oh, long. Oh, gotcha. Um, where was it going? Uh, the other sound was whenever the character would get hit, he would do this creepy echo, uh, moan. <laughs> Never, ever, ever again, Robert. <laughs> Holy shit, Blake! Tell me you uh. heard that. Stop. Let me okay. What's this thing you What's this thing you're trying to get me to download from Skype right now? Oh, it's a picture. I don't know why. This is the new Skype, man. It's the new generation of shit. It's just a picture. Right. It's hilarious. Uh, this is Skype, not Discord, man. Yeah, we'll come back to it in a second. Alright, have any of you guys used or heard of anyone? I've oh, never no, used great. anyone. <laughs> so I was confused by that, too. Yeah, I gotta finish this sentence and make sense. Have any of you guys used or heard of anyone you know of using a Raspberry Pi computer, the credit card size computer board for emulation gaming? I'm thinking about getting one. They're oh. only thirty seven bucks. Oh, so they built like an actual machine specifically for emulating? No, no, no. It's not made specifically for emulating. A Raspberry Pi is like a tiny little computer. Like you said, it's a credit card size computer board. Uh people do use them like to load to put emulators on, and then you can just like hook it up to a TV or whatever. Uh, if it has, if you have the right cable, like uh, like I have, I actually have one that I kind of played around with. I don't use it much, and I don't use it for emulating. But mine has an HDMI output, so I can just like put it straight up on my TV. But yeah, I've heard of people. I've I've heard of people doing this for sure. Like it's such a small thing, but you know, with emulators and stuff like those, don't take up a lot of space. I've heard of people having like huge uh, emulator libraries. Yeah, mine is on, massive. Like, well, no, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about on one of these little Raspberry Pis. Oh, okay. Does it actually hold a decent amount? I believe so. I could be wrong about it holding a whole lot. I mean, I know it'll at least hold like a fair number of games. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I've heard of that. See, everything I've heard seems to work fine. Like, I've heard of people who will have like an adapter for like any, like basically like. 
any kind of controller they want. Like, I, I don't know how difficult that is to come across. But then they'll just, like, take it on vacation. Like, if they're, like, on a business trip or something, they just bring this with them. So they've got, like, a library of games. They hook it up into their hotel room and just, like, play video games with the controller. That's really Raspberry cool, Pi. actually. Yeah. Uh, when do you guys usually record? I've been putting off writing until the last minute a couple times and just would like to know. Pickles and mayo, Ryan. <laughs> uh, we record. I actually I responded to Ryan, but if anybody else is wondering, we record on Saturday nights. Yeah, we have nothing better to do. Saturday nights are all right for fighting. BT. Oh my god, we got to talk about UFC later on. Don't forget. Oh, did, <laughs> did yeah. you watch the? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I heard about that on Twitter. I don't really watch <laughs> UFC, but I heard. This wasn't UFC, actually. <laughs> Okay. Bellator, which is Okay, like, I thought that was like just the name of a UFC event. That shows you how much I watch. Yeah, no, it's a different league. And so Bellator is like, I don't know, how, how would you describe them compared to you? Like, what's the best analogy you can make? I, I actually don't even know. Like, I, I, I'm, I know of it, but like, I don't really know how it fits into this. Okay, okay, this is it. Okay, this is it. UFC is NFL. Okay. Bellator is XFL. How's that? Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate, but I understand what you're saying. It's like the, like, stupid, like, just try to get, like, come up with this awesome fight idea, as opposed to, like, actually getting good fighters who, like, know what they're doing and are good technical fighters. Like, Bellator, they've got some good fighters. They're, they're, I think they're getting a little bit better of a reputation, but but their reputation kind of as it stands now is they're more inter- interested in, like, crowd-pleasing than, like, good technical fighters that are going to put out a good, like an actually good fight. Do we want to talk about this for a second or <laughs> um, do you think I, 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 listeners I, care enough? I don't know. It's hard to say. Usually people who, uh, no, no, it's hard to say. Let's just, know. okay. Let's just give the very quick version of the Bellator fight that happened last night. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're talking about the Kimbo. Yeah. Kimbo versus what's his name? Dada 5,000. Is that? Yeah. 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 I didn't even, I didn't actually slice fighting. <laughs> I didn't actually watch this. I did watch the fight after it because it was uh, mostly because it was Hoist Gracie, who's actually pretty famous. And but but anyway, I don't usually watch Bellator. I usually watch UFC. But so this was Kimbo Slice, which is like, how do you describe Kimbo Slice without sounding like a complete asshole? Like he he's is, basically just like a big brute. Okay. Well, he he got famous on YouTube for doing backyard fights. He would literally just get paid to fight somebody, just no rules, and they would just fucking beat the shit out of each other. And he got famous for beating up a bunch of dudes. And then they gave him a shot to fight in the UFC because people were bitching and moaning to Dana White until it happened. And he was terrible. Yeah, and so he, then he went to Bellator. Yeah. And got hit so the knee, like, or got kicked the knee once, and he was just done. This fight last night was between him and this, this guy, Dada5000. I've never heard of him. I've never heard. I hadn't either. I, I honestly, like I said, I, I don't, this is, I don't ever watch Bellator. I don't know if he has any fights before or if this was his first. I, I kind of, I don't even know. So, <laughs> this fight, like, it looked like two, like, it looked like, I, I didn't watch this live, but I watched a replay. It looked like they ran out of breath before the fight even started. Yeah, yeah, they are not in and shape, like, shape the, the whole thing is just them, like, lumbering around like falling on top of each other like punching each other like with like the strength of like a seven-year-old because they're already so winded it's like most of them is they're just leaning on each other and like slapping each other with their fists like really gently and then you really have to just look this up to get the full picture 
And then the fight ended when Kimbo like threw a punch that took like 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 the full swing was so slow it took like two seconds to complete the whole swing. And like he, I don't even know if he touched him or like he like barely touched him. But Dada then like turned around and then just like stumbled across the entire uh, ring and then just fell down and collapsed. Yeah. I read it that his was, heart stopped too. I was like, what? yeah, yeah. I actually did read that recently. Apparently he had, apparently his weight cut was too uh, intense and he had kidney failure. Oh my God. And it caused, and that's kind of what caused it. Like Kimbo doesn't have an excuse, but for this guy, that's what caused him to like just be totally like worthless the, the entire fight, and then uh and then like later his heart actually stopped once they like I don't know at what point that was but he's fine now. Yeah. But like it's like it was the absolute shit show of mixed martial. It was a joke. Like, every, was a, yeah, it was a joke. Every single thing I saw, everybody was like, "This is what gives mixed martial arts a bad name." Like this is what like. With if people see this, then that this like reinforces the uh, stereotype that it's just like mindless, two like hulking masses just like swinging mindlessly at each other. It was the ugliest fight I've ever seen, like without any doubt whatsoever. Yep. But it's hilarious if you watch a video. Some guy, some guy on Reddit made a tribute video. And it's got, like, epic music playing in the background while they're, like, falling all over the place, just, like, barely able to stand. (laughs) I'm going to watch it again after we're done, actually. Yeah, I probably am, too. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's move on. Uh, Where are we? we? I'm lost now. I don't know. I'm just laughing now. (laughs) Oh, okay. Real quick. Current gaming subcast. Uh... Blake, I'll let you go in a second. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take take on Darkest Dungeon. I'll, I'll just say that. Oh God, okay. For now, I'm gonna talk about that with you. But I finished The Witness. Fantastic game. I don't really have anything else to say about it that I didn't already say last time. But pretty much, it's. I mean, I'm sure everybody has heard all about The Witness by now. I'll just throw in my two cents to say I also think it's awesome. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it's really good. Blake, you and I have been playing Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon! Oh man, this game is so damn good. <laughs> Jay, did you think the call had dropped again? I, I kind of hope so at that point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Darkest Dungeon, it's a Lovecraftian-influenced dungeon crawler roguelike slash uh, procedurally generated game. <laughs> where sounds you... like the worst Kickstarter pitch. Like, you <laughs> say it that way? <laughs> uh, it's basically like a roguelike which in- introduces a lot of Lovecraftian themes where you've got uh, like a sanity meter and you're fighting the horrors of the depths. Basically, your ancestors unleashed Cthulhu on the world. That's basically what it is. And they're kind of like, hey, we messed things up. You want to come rescue us and save our town and probably the world, you know? Uh, And the sanity meter is probably the coolest addition because what it does is your characters incur stress. And the more stressed they are, like once they reach 100 stress, 
they start to they tend to go crazy. So they'll gain a quality for the rest of that dungeon, like they'll be masochistic. And then you'll go back to town and you'll be able to get rid of it. But while you're in the dungeon, they're sitting there stressing out the rest of the team. And sometimes they won't listen to orders. They'll just fuck off and do whatever they want. Uh, the game is brutal. It is an unforgiving, random, random game. Sometimes you'll get crit eight times in a row and someone will just die because you can't do anything about it. And then other times the enemy won't be able to touch you and you'll crit them four times in a row and you'll wipe them out and feel like the god of gaming. Uh, it's very, very fun. It's very addictive. I'm a big fan of procedurally de generated stuff because it means that I don't know what's coming next necessarily. I like how... Uh... I, that's like I like when you were just talking about the crits and all that. I like how even though it's like super tough and you might get like just destroyed, like you know, you might get crit, you might get hit by crits like every single time on a round. It also does go the other way too sometimes, where like all your guys will just crit like mad. Yeah, I had a problem yesterday where for a few hours during, or I guess it was was it yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, for a few hours in a row during my stream for like three or four hours. I was having characters that just would crit at the worst times. It was the classic RPG trope <laughs> of critting when the enemy is already dead to a basic attack anyway. <laughs> or they're critting, like, right after the enemy does their attack, but if someone had crit him before that, he would be dead. Shit like that. It's just like, ah, oh, come on. Uh, so you, this, this was implied when you said roguelike, but... When one of your guys dies, you lose that character permanently. So yeah. like, so like you might have a guy leveled up. So six is the max level. So you might have a guy leveled up or whatever, and then like shit goes down, something goes wrong, and then you lose him, and that's it. You lose him forever. Uh, and then when you get back in town, like you said, like there's a uh, there's a church or there's like a yeah like a church, and there's and a, a tavern. Uh huh. And you can send people to like the 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 bar has well the tavern has a bar a gambling hall and a brothel, and the chapel has, like, a uh, place for meditation, a place for prayer, and a place for uh, uh, flagellants. So you send your, when one of your characters is stressed out, when you get back to town, you can send them to one of those places, and it costs money to, to send them there, and you lose them for a whole, uh, for a whole turn. But then that, but that's how you decrease their stress. You let them go to one of those places. And then they can get, like, permanent... Uh, like buffs and debuffs, and they can get diseases. Yeah, they get like character traits where they hate mankind, so they do an extra fifteen percent damage when attacking human enemies. And they get, or, they or they can get, get like... something like uh, this character hates being in this particular dungeon, so anytime you take them there, they get extra stressed out. You know what else I love about this game is, uh, like, not not due to stats or anything like that. Like, I'll have a character in their like of a certain class, and their stats will probably will like you know will be the same as any other like average character for that class. But like every once in a while, I get a character who just like somehow turns out to be a complete badass, and like, and it makes me actually become attached to the character. I'm like, yes, this guy, this is my guy. Like, I love him. I'm gonna take care of this dude. Usually, he ends up dying anyway. But like some characters are just blessed by RNG too. That that's that's exactly it. Like 
I had a leper who was just insane. And every time, you know, what's, you know what else oh, is awesome? Bar, like, probably. yeah, <laughs> when, they, uh, when they get to a hundred, uh, when they get to a hundred stress and then they get a virtue instead of like a, uh, whatever it's called, if they get something bad, like that feeling when they like jump up on the screen and there's yellow light instead of yeah. red, it goes, oh, I love that feeling. But I had a leper who like, along with just doing mad damage all the time, he, uh, he would always, like, it seemed like he always, like, at the virtue thing instead of the stress. And that guy was a complete badass. Now, right now, I've got a grave, a grave robber, and her just basic attack, her throw darts, does so much damage every time. I just fought the, uh, the brigand eight pounder. Have you beat that boss yet? Yeah. And she, you know, there's the guy that lights it. Mm-hmm. Every single round, First of all, she, she's got high speed, so she goes first every time. I would just throw a dagger at that guy and kill him in one hit, and then I could start attacking the, the actual cannon. Okay, you're talking about throw dagger, not the poison darts. Yeah, I use poison dart, too, okay. when it makes sense with her, but her throw dagger yeah. usually one-shots people. Throw dagger is ridiculous. Um, with my characters, I think my characters are higher level than yours. My grave robber's yeah. at least level 4, if not level 5 now, and her right. throw dagger would do, like... Uh, it crit often, very often for me. Even though the crit rate is only supposed to be like between ten and twenty percent, she would crit. Yeah, always. yeah. And the best part is like she'd chuck a, a dagger at something in the back and crit for twenty damage. And even in the second tier dungeons, she's still one shotting things. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love it. What uh, what do you know? What week you're on? Um. I think I'm, I'm playing sure right the game, now. like, terribly. Last time I, I looked, feel... that was around week 30. If I had to guess, <laughs> it's between 30 and 50, somewhere in there. I'm on, like, week 78. <laughs> Jeez. And I think you're probably, you may be farther than me, because, like, I've started, I play the game, I get way too greedy, and then just, like, end up losing characters all over the place. Yeah, I try to avoid that, because I'm, <laughs> there's an achievement for beating the game in 99 weeks or less. And so I'm trying to get oh. that in my playthrough. So I'm being as conscientious about my choices as I can. Balancing out a team, leveling them all up, etc. It's uh, it's a lot of extra stress on me, the player. <laughs> I've lost so many characters, it's, it's kind of bad at this point. I've only lost one character so far. And Holy it was to shit. a string of really, really bad RNG. I lo- I I've lost a shambler because I'm stupid. A shambler is kind of a special boss that you have to trigger an event to fight. And what he does, he comes out and uh, he summons extra monsters and he shuffled my party around. And then this one guy on my team got targeted six times in a row. And it was my healer and his heal, this particular healer, the occultist, his heal can deal zero uh, HP restored up to like 12 or 14, 16, depending on how leveled up he is. And two times in a row, he healed him, himself for zero. Damn. I was incredibly sucks. upset because he also <laughs> got targeted. I'm not exaggerating. He got hit six times in a row. Him specifically. Aww. He got spilled out. I was like, leave him alone. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. It was the worst string of RNG I could have gotten in that fight. I haven't gotten anybody past level four yet. Wow. Uh, 
right now all my high I have like currently I have like uh five level three guys and then like then like ten level like zero to two guys. Uh and then like there's this one there's this one uh round I was playing. I was playing this one dungeon and it was uh I think it was uh the long length where you have to camp twice. Yeah. And it was just uh explore I think it was explore ninety uh, percent of the rooms. And I was so close and all my guys this was like this was like a, a medium difficulty. So I had a part my party was two level threes and two level fours. I had also found a chest with, and I had found a key too, and so I used the key and I, with that and going through the dungeon, I, they were carrying over 10,000 gold. <laughs> and, I, and they were, all their stress got really high, but I was like, oh, I just have to go through like one more room <laughs> to get them to one finally beat this. Room. And I went into one more room and one guy, uh, his stress, so if their stress goes up high enough, I know you know this, but just for the listeners, Along with them, like getting like weird things where the where they might like uh, like yell at each other and or like start or just like not do what you want them to do. If it gets higher than that, if it like if it gets to two hundred, then they can have a heart attack. And their heart if they have a heart attack, it puts them down to zero health, and so they can die at any time, pretty much. And so <laughs> I went to this other fight, and one of my guys had a heart attack. That raised everybody else's stress, and then. Another guy, because of that, had a heart attack, which in turn raised everybody else's stress. Oh, repeat, repeat, repeat until all four of my characters had heart attacks. Oh man, that's the then, that's the game in a nutshell: Darkest Dungeon, <laughs> aka Cascading Failure. So they all died, and I lost all the I lost the two three level level threes, the two level fours, and all of like the ten thousand gold that they were carrying. Oh, you got wrecked. Yeah, it was definitely the most painful thing that's happened to me yet. With, like, without a doubt. Oh, but then again, that's why I love this game. I've probably put 50 hours into it so far. I am at 51 hours. Um, only about 16 of that has been in the last week since the game's release. Uh, 30 to 35 oh, right. of that was back in, back right before it went into early access. And then I haven't touched the game since because I wanted to play it fresh, and I'm really glad I did. I think I would have been a bit burnt out on the game by now if I had been playing it even on and off in the last couple months before its release. Oh, yeah, yeah. Would... It's a fantastic game. If you, If anybody listening likes the opportunity to get the crap kicked out of you by a game, Darkest Dungeon is a great opportunity for that. Yeah. It is. It's a good opportunity for that. Uh, All right. I think that's about everything. I think Jay is maybe uh, still alive. I'm here. I'm just, I have nothing to contribute at the moment. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I know. That's, I figure you're probably about to just drop dead because you're tired of hearing us talking about uh, Darkest Dungeon. What are, Have you been playing anything? Any nine? I bought the not really. No, I bought, I bought the new expansion for Don't Starve, but it's, it's all right. There's no multiplayer for it yet, so it's kind of stupid that they released it. I thought it's that was of, the the new expansion. No, they added it's another one. They added a, another one after that. The multiplayer was good. It's just the the new expansion, which is like this island theme thing, is like it's cool, but it's still kind of the same concept. And without multiplayer, it's like okay, this is really fun until I can play with other people. So. 
Yeah. All right. How about that? Follow us at Class Gamescast on Twitter. Send us emails at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Um, what am I, what am I leaving out? Leave us awesome reviews on iTunes. Just go, just go on there and do that. And, uh, check out Blake's stream, twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. Uh, I don't think he's streaming Darkest Dungeon anymore, but he said he's gonna be doing, oh yeah, he said he's gonna be doing Chrono Trigger next week. Yeah. I bet he'll probably jump back into Darkest Dungeon at some point. And I think that's it. Probably. Probably. Blake, you want to say goodbye to our uh, to our listeners? I think he's still AFK. No, I, I'm sorry. Did I say Blake? I meant you. I meant Jay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. No, now I don't. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to try... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give one thing a shot. Don't ever say I'm not open-minded. I'm going to try pickles and mayonnaise. Just for yeah. the hell of it. I just got to try so I can say that, okay, yeah, I've tried this. This is not a reasonable thing to eat. That sounds awful. Or maybe maybe I'm totally wrong, and maybe they actually are good. And if so, I'll find out. But I'll report back if I remember to do that between now and next time. Sounds good. Blake, say say bye to everybody. Bye, everybody. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully this time. (laughs)